are back with another Black Widow Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. And today's special guest is Ty Rogers, a filmmaker and photographer who has established himself as one of the top creators in the sports world, working with brands such as NFL Films, ESPN+, Adidas, and Uninterrupted, to name a few. In this episode, we learn how Ty transitioned from playing college baseball to becoming a content creator for some of the top athletes and sports programs in the country, such as Cam Newton, Duke Basketball, and the University of Michigan's football team. Some of the things that we talk about are Ty's transition from a baseball player at Indiana University to baseball coach, and then to move on to become the graphic designer and photographer for the team. His experience creating social content for Duke Basketball, getting hired by the University of Michigan, one of the biggest college football programs in the country, to create short films which resulted in him winning two Emmy Awards. The moment Carolina Panthers QB Cam Newton DM Ty personally on his Instagram asking him to shoot his NFL games on Sundays. And his current endeavors where he is elevating his game in the commercial campaign and documentary space working with brands like Adidas and LeBron's Uninterrupted Media. This episode is super unique and I'm stoked to bring Ty on to share his story. If you've ever wanted to create content in the sports world for athletes, teams, or brands, you definitely want to be taking notes on this one but if this is your first time tuning the podcast you're probably wondering what the fuck is black with no cream great question black window cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine or at least i take my coffee black window cream but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community we have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content asking for feedback passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth and you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. All right, that's it. Enjoy the work week. Keep creating. Make sure to tune in every single Wednesday and Sunday for a new Black Window Cream podcast episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Black Window Cream. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube so you can get all the education content that we put on there. And uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'd be appreciated. And without further ado, I bring to you the most epic podcast intro I've ever created in my entire life. Right, motherfucking now! Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you'd say that. All right, that's enough. We're we're back. The podcast is live. How you doing, dog? Doing pretty good. You good? Yeah, Everything's good. Ty Rogers on the podcast today. Um, we're brand new friends. We are. This is it. First this is the beginning meeting. of a friendship, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen your work. You got some amazing shit. Like, it looks like you you kind of travel a lot. I do travel quite often. Yeah, every, if not every week, every other week. It, it seems to be like that because I know. So shout out to Darren for linking this. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. he's been interning with us for a long time, helping us out with the podcast. Wouldn't even call him an intern anymore, but uh, he he started pointing out your work, and and then you guys started traveling around with LeBron James kid, mm-hmm. uh, Ronnie. Yep, his yeah. high school team, Sierra Canyon. When did you guys start doing that? That would have been uh, two months ago, I think. Right. Close to us. We've been going for quite a long time. And it's like every week. Like, you guys have been hitting the road. Every week, yeah. So, so traveling to any game that he has, it's like an away game, right? Pretty much. It's like, long story short, it's 12 games. <clears throat> so they got like 20 high school basketball games for Sierra Canyon. Right. And I think we covered 12 of them. So not not all of them. But, but half, a lot. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. then I, I didn't know. All right. So me and sports. 
I'm like the farthest from understanding <laughs> a lot of shit that's going on. I've had a cool chance to like work with like different people like uh, Antonio Brown and Von Miller mm -hmm. and them, but it was like through EA and then they put me in that room and they kind of liked that I'm like a terrible sports fan because they're like, you're our demographic at EA Sports, you know what I mean? <laughs> we want you to play the game. So like what kind of content can we make? But Darren started coming in explaining this whole thing. He's like, yeah, Bronny. I'm like, Bronny, who's Bronny? And he's like, LeBron James kid. And I started learning about it and he's like telling me how massive of a deal this is. Like to like live in his dad's footsteps and to be able to go hit the court and like they have, like they're broadcasting these high school games on ESPN and shit. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like, I think, I don't know if it's the record for, like, obviously like high school basketball is, it's big in several states and whatnot, but right. like this team is, it's a private high school, um, to my knowledge, and they got like crazy good players. So they got like three or four who are like top 15 in the class. So like Bronny is arguably like the most famous high school hooper, uh, rightfully so because of his father being right. LeBron. Um, but like his, all the attention's on him. He doesn't even start on the team, but he's a really good player. He's only a freshman, he's young, but like their team's so good, he doesn't even start. And he he's like the sixth, seventh man, but... Um, he doesn't even start? He doesn't even start on the team. What? So Yeah, he's a freshman, but he's really good playing right. on this varsity team that like has players who have transferred there. It's kind of like how the private um, high schools do it more so nowadays. Right, right. Like It's kind of like recruiting good players to come play here. Sure. Um, with all those reasons, whatever, but... No, that's a really good team. It's been a lot of fun. So then, with that job, you guys, you guys have been kind of making like social highlights of yeah, yeah. each game, each each game that we cover of the twelve. So right. I think we've done like eight so far. Um, as of today, we got another one tomorrow. But basically, our role with Uninterrupted, which is uh, founded and owned by LeBron and Maverick Carter, right? Um, I don't know when they started, but they do a really good job of like making the athletes or making the athletes first, rather than like the money and the promotion of the team. But like hearing the athletes' voice, right? Um, so obviously being Bronny on this high school team in his first year as a freshman, um, LeBron, his company uninterrupted, wanted to do like a documentary documentary series on their high school team. And where we come into the fold is we're going to do the social media part of it um, where we're going to promote these 12 games we're covering on Uninterrupted's page. Mm. So me and Darren are doing the filming and I do the editing for it of those 12 games. But right. then our footage is going to be used in the documentary series that's going to come out at a later date. Right, right, right. Um, whether it's going to be on Netflix or uh, I'm not sure, Hulu, sure. whatever it is, you know, or YouTube, Facebook, whatever the case might be. But it'd be cool to like be on that as well. Absolutely. And the coolest part is like every video we make, like LeBron is signing off on it. So like he gets to see it, he engages with it, he shares it. So it's like it's getting seen by like thousands of yeah, people. Yeah. And it's like millions. Yeah. And like, I've been doing video for a while now, and they've been seen by a lot, but not at this number, just because LeBron's name and his brand like puts puts it out there for the people to like see. It. And it's so cool because the high school team, it's a small gym, they're really good, but like the people that come to these games is like crazy. Like we had, right. they had one game in an NBA arena, and they had more fans for their high school game than the NBA team NBA team that plays there the night before. That's and that's a high school team. That's crazy. It's like yo, you're like you're telling me they had more fans at the game, and it was like it wasn't even in California. I think it was in Minnesota, so Timberwolves, and uh, they had more people at their game than the Timberwolves did the night before. Bro, that crazy, is ludicrous. Like, crazy. can you imagine being in high school? Like, that's what I was. I was so blown away about because he's like explaining this process to me. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even realize this. <clears throat> My bad. Uh, I didn't realize how massive it was becoming. And then to think like, bro, imagine A, 
Instagram existing like in high school at the the level it is right now, right? To be able to come in already, your dad's like famous, right? For him, Bronny, but all these other high school kids, I don't know what the situation is, but like to play in a stadium, to like come out and have that many people watching you, and you're just a high school kid, like crazy, yeah. What that can do to your mm-hmm. mental, like you know what I mean? Just <laughs> how you move and how things are developing. You're already probably like looking at getting signed immediately at <laughs> right. that point, right? And he's fr- he, Bronny, for instance, he's a freshman. He's probably what fifteen, yeah, fifteen years old, and so it's oh like my God. crazy, dude, it's like, ludicrous. That's I'm, a dope opportunity. Yeah, it's really fun. So it's being seen by him, and then obviously thousands of people, and it's. They're a lot of fun. They're really good. Um, like a top 10 high school team, however they do the rankings, but top 10 in the country. Um, right. So they're really good. So hopefully, um, we, like I said, we got the 12 games, but the playoffs as well. So hopefully they play and win a state championship because we'll get a film the entire playoffs, however many games that is, yeah. four or five or sure. six, whatever. So it'll be 12 plus playoffs. So that'd be really cool. Um, it's a good opportunity for me and Darren Absolutely. as well. And just awesome. No, that's yeah. sick. I, 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 obviously, this is like currently what you're working yeah. on. And mm-hmm. I know things are, I mean, especially after yesterday, like the news of that was like so sad crazy so sad man like mm-hmm. for for Co- like man i don't know i just saw like the video of lebron i think he was like where was he at he was like in a he was getting off a plane off yeah. a plane i and think the lakers just got or he just got back um i don't think it was the lakers plane but his private plane i believe just got back in la and he found out the news oh, it was crazy i, I teared up when yeah. i saw it i was like the whole day and even i still feel it today like oh yeah i was catching myself this morning just randomly having thoughts of it just like it's just crazy, such a legend, not only to Los Angeles, where he's been quite a long time, but like the whole basketball world. Right. Um, and even touching people more so than just basketball, just the things he's done. Yeah. Um, people who who know him, which is quite a few. He's right. just impacted so many different people. But Man. I just, I didn't believe it when I first saw it. I was like, this has got to be fake. Yeah. Like, this is crazy news. Um, and I was just looking at everything. I'm like, wow, this is real. Right. Like, I was just I couldn't like I teared up immediately. I was like, "This is this is wild." Yeah, we we me and my girl were like watching a show, and then we both got like an alert. We're like, yeah. "Kobe died in a helicopter," and we start like, "We're like, no way!" And you think it's TMZ, and you're like, "Please fuck up on this one. Like, please don't right. let this one be real." And I mean, me not even being basketball, but everyone knows Kobe, bro. Like, yeah, he's his. I watched his Muse documentary. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen that? I have not seen it, but I've heard of it. We referenced it so much when we were making a doc on Mary J. Blige, but the way they did their interviews, mm-hmm. we're like, "Yo, this is amazing." We like made her watch it. Like, I'm like this. The way it was done, the way he talks, and the way he like carries himself, it just like it just motivates you. Like mm-hmm. naturally, that dude motivates you. But I'm sure you know. Obviously, covering LeBron's company, it's like there's got to be a heavy load right now. Do you guys? Do you guys have a game coming up? When's the next game? Yeah, the next one will be tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we had a game a few days ago. Um, and the video we would have made would have gone out yesterday, but they didn't post it because of the the news. So it was yeah. just no no posting for uninterrupted yesterday. So they waited. I think they're gonna do it today. But right. but yeah, the next game will be tomorrow. So it'll be um, interesting to see how that is. Because uh, is he is he does he go to the every game? I'm assuming. So LeBron's been to I think two of the games so right. far that we've been at. Um, we cover like every other game. Right. Um, but he's been there twice. So one was in Columbus, which is where. Um, near where LeBron grew up in Akron, Ohio. So that's right. the game that like was another game that really sold out like 14,000 people, but which is insane for <laughs> a high school team. Um, that's just nuts. It's more than like college teams Dude, and NBA crazy. teams, but, but yeah, he's been there twice, but it, it was cool. Cause it was the first time I've ever saw LeBron like in person. He's, he's a monster. Yeah. I mean, he's just, 
however tall he is, just way taller, way bigger. But it was pretty cool to see him up close and being able to film him. And, right. Um, Man. Yeah, the game he was at, too, Morani ended up having, like, 20-some points. Is like, as a coming off the bench, yeah. like, a game of his, yeah, like, career amazing. so far, even though he's only a freshman. But, yeah. It'll be interesting to see, like, I think all sports right now, it's going to be different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. especially documenting the sports and, like, I guess to circle back before we get into anything farther from like current day, it's like you coming into the sports world. It's been interesting because I talked to a ton of different creators on this podcast and, and it's usually music driven and I know you've shot a lot of music stuff too, but your, your reels pretty much all sports sports. Mm -hmm. So where did like, were you always, did you ever play sports before you picked up a camera or or? I did? So I, um, high school, let's go back to to high school days, grew up in Indiana near Indianapolis. Um, Played baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two sports I played. Was better at baseball. I actually went to college on scholarship. Shit. Played baseball at Indiana University in uh, the Big Ten, Bloomington, Indiana. Had a yeah. great time wow. um, there for them. Had a pretty good career. Um, and then played one year professionally. And then after a year, they were like, "Whoop, coming." And then uh, just it is what it is. You know, wow. you, you, you stop playing at one point in time. At that mo- moment when I got cut or after college and the pros, I was like. Um, it was independent, like rookie league, so it was, it was nothing like major league or anything like that. But when I got cut, I was like, "Wow, like, a, what do I do now? I don't right. have like baseball. I'm not playing anymore because you know you're supposed to go to college, get a degree, which I did, mm. and like thinking ahead, but I just want to play baseball, baseball, yeah, baseball. Of it's like, what do I do now that I don't have baseball? So um, started to get into coaching, so I stuck around. Then that it goes into another story of like what I'm doing today. But but yeah, that's those are the sports I played. So you were you were playing baseball. You finished. What were you going to school for when you were when you were playing? Criminal college? justice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, I didn't really know exactly what I'd <laughs> want to do with that, like a parole officer or something, or police officer, even yeah. that. But it was like, okay, it was something at the time that I was like interested in. Like I liked watching like crime stuff on TV, yeah. documentaries, whatever I would see. Right, right. Uh, I was like, I really like this, but you know, my focus was like sports, baseball. I want to play forever. Right. I want to make a million dollars in the major leagues. But yeah. It's not super realistic. Only so many people make it. So when that that was kind of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't exactly sure. But yeah. as you can tell, I got the criminal justice majors really paid out for me now, being <laughs> yeah. a video creator and a photographer. But yeah. but yeah, that's that's what I went to school for. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I, so my brother grew up superstar. Me and him are the exact opposite. Swole motherfucker, and like <laughs> he played baseball, all that stuff, and baseball was his life too. And he got all through college on you know full ride on that whatever, and then eventually like tearing his shoulder and something in his knee and it makes you literally stop mm-hmm. and it's like that de- like watching him go through it like dealing with like the idea of that's all you know from like as soon as you can swing a bat till till you're told no more like that's your whole life exactly you don't yep. see the future beyond that because that's like that is the future that mm-hmm. you could do this forever yep. um and it was tough watching him go through it uh you know having to have like that there's no way around it like you cannot swing the bat or run as fast as you used to like it's just not going to happen anymore because of all these surgeries and shit it was hard to watch did you was it something like that for you when you you know kind of realized it was like all right i got cut from this what do i do now is that hard yeah it's just you know you have all these goals and dreams and what you want to do and it's baseball baseball driven and then you want to play as long as you can but like i didn't have any crazy like injury or anything just didn't play too well and it was like i could have kept playing possibly i would have to sign with like a different team but i was like you know what like I realized that maybe this isn't, I'm not gonna make it as far as right. I wanted to. Um, and once I got to that level, like I kind of realized, you know, major league is gonna be tough to make that, or even triple A, double A, whatever. Right. But that was like the goal, right? Was mm. to keep working hard, put my head down, put my hands in the dirt and keep doing what I gotta do to get better yeah. um, and hopefully get signed. But you know, reality came and didn't make it. I'm still proud of like everything I yeah, did so. college wise, had a great career at Indiana and then 
pro ball in the one year, but and it was cut short, but, you know, just move on to the next, you know, endeavor in my life. And that's, I was like, you know what, I'll just start doing coaching because I like, I want to stay around baseball. So I started coaching. At the uh, university? Uh, I did end up, I did end up coaching at Indiana later on, but like I moved around so many times, like Juco baseball for right, a little right. while, like in Illinois. Um, then went to like a, a school in Michigan, Division One, Oakland University, small school. Um, then kind of moved around back to Illinois at another Division One. I. I bounced around a lot. So that was kind of like the coaching um, thing when you were new and young in it. You're like moving jobs every yeah, year, right. trying to like get that promotion and like that next place to like try to be like a head coach or something yeah. later on. So right. it's like you got to keep going because the pay is not like the greatest. So like sure. you just got to keep moving up. Man. Yeah. It's funny that my brother ended up becoming a cop. Yeah. <laughs> he, went, he started studying criminal justice too. It's That's crazy. Is he still a cop today? Yeah. He just, nice. he, uh, it's like his second year now being a okay. cop. Yeah. It's really weird to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I did ride along with him not too long ago when yeah, I was I've home. never done that before. But so be fun. Dude, go. Yeah. It'd be crazy out here in LA. Oh my God. Wild. He's in like a high crime rate area too. So it was pretty nuts. Like what we were getting into, but damn, what a wild life. But okay. So criminal justice, you're not doing that. Correct. Um, so you get done, you do the coaching. How do you find yourself kind of getting into the creative field? So, like I mentioned, bouncing around a lot of different schools as a coach, trying to like make my niche in the, you know, as a hitting guy, infield guy, whatever. And I'm at my fourth school I'm at is Indiana, which was my alma mater, um, where I played at, went to school. Um, this is my fourth year in. And long story short, at that time, like, you're, you're dealing with a lot of recruiting, obviously, at the highest levels. Right. Like you're trying to get those kids to come to your school, like the best players from the state, wherever. And I started seeing that, like, to get, like, one up or an advantage versus, like, other schools, that maybe during my downtime I can help make, like, marketing, promotional stuff to, like, help um, give information or entice these high school recruits to, like, come to play baseball in right. Indiana because of reason A, B, C, D, blah, blah, blah. So, mm -hmm. like, propaganda, marketing materials, whatever. So I started picking up Photoshop um, during my downtime. So I'm like, I'm an assistant coach, I'm doing cams, coaching the team, whatever, doing my job, my roles. And then in my downtime, it was making like Photoshop promotional stuff to send to these kids, um, myself and the head coach, whatever, all the coaches, and um, to give them the information about Indiana. Anyway, long story short, I'm learning Photoshop like on the fly, like YouTube <laughs> yeah. tutorials. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm like liking this. Like I learned how to like crop somebody out of a photo and like make this stuff that was like, all right, and is this a waste of time or is this worth it? But it was right. worth it because like the recruits were liking it and they were like engaging with it. And they're like, oh, Indiana's a cool place. Maybe I'll come check them out. Maybe I'll sign here, whatever, wow. if we're really interested in. Um, and it was kind of a big thing, like, and it still is today. Is that a part like, of a job? Is that a job requirement? That was not for me. So I just picked it up. Wow. Like as an extra, it was like not like all my requirements. It was yeah. like, okay, Ty wants to do this. Like it's extra for us, but they're not going to, like, it's helping us. So yeah. it's like, it was kind of on my own, my own time. Um, it was kind of like extra work. That's so valuable to the school. No, no doubt, no doubt. And it's like, even then, that would have been five, five years ago. Mm. Like, it was big, but it's even bigger now. Like, marketing materials for, to give these recruits and the fans, whatever, um, on getting them to come play at your, right. your university. But, um, so I was picking up Photoshop, all that stuff, learning on the fly. And then, um, like, a half of a year, like, six, seven months in, the head basketball coach, who was Tom Crean at the time at Indiana University. Okay. Um, he's at Georgia now, but he was the head coach. He got wind of like what I was doing for like recruits. And like even at the Division One basketball and football level, it's like way bigger than any other sport. Like you have to get the top players. Right. Because if you don't get the top players and win, you can get fired. Yeah, sure. And lose your job more so than other sports. Because that's the money makers, basketball and football. So Tom Crean, the head basketball coach at the time, got wind of like what I was doing to help get our recruits to come into the program. 
and he was like we need something like that so was anyone else doing this at the time not at indiana but some schools were so like there were some other it was it was new so yeah. like especially with social media and it was like booming with like graphic design video photography like just showing off your program and like yeah. why it's cool or neat or why you should come here indiana didn't have one at the time they're a big school um, and Tom Crean saw that and it was new and he knew that other schools were doing it. And as a competitive head coach, he's like, how can we, you know, one up the next best program? How are we going to beat out the Kentucky or North Carolina or Duke or whatever? Um, so he spoke with our head baseball coach. He's like, hey, I want to hire Ty. So and I was a baseball coach slash Photoshop like yeah. guru. Well, I thought I was a guru at the time, like right. on my own time yeah, yeah. and dime, like at late nights, literally like midnight or 1 a.m. Right. I was doing this stuff in the office. Like, literally 24-hour days. It was crazy. But uh, the head coach came to me. He's like, hey, I just spoke with Tom Crean. Um, like, you're, you're coaching baseball now. You're doing a great job with us as my assistant, as one of the three assistants. Like, do you want to keep doing this or do you want to take this job? Because he wants to hire you for this marketing material, graphic designer, social media, et cetera. Like creating his own position yeah, for creating you. creating his own position because they've never had one. And I thought about it for like 24 hours, and I was like, what's the salary going to be? Yeah. And I was like, no brainer, I'm going to do it. Like literally within 24 hours, I'm like, I'm going to change my career. <laughs> and the salary was like double because like baseball coaches didn't make much money. Yeah. Like it's, again, it's the basketball, football, they, that's where all the money is yeah, in college. Sure. So I was like, all right, double the salary. I'm willing to give up, you know, coaching baseball, which is what I've always known or done my whole life. So it was kind of a crazy decision for me, but you know, I just went in with both feet. So I was, said, all right, I'll take the job. And kind of went from there isn't it crazy that like this major university just hired a dude who picked this up off a youtube youtube yeah it's who yeah. only cared about baseball and then slowly picked up photoshopping yeah all in six cuts. seven months yeah that's incredible crazy and Damn. i still don't today i don't know how tom Crean, the basketball coach got wind of my work because some of it was public like the head coach of the baseball team would tweet some out or yeah. so he probably saw it that way but i still don't know like exactly how i never asked huh um but yeah, somehow Damn, I got one of the work. Gotta ask, I got to. I got to find out. Reach right? out. But yeah, he hired me, and it, it was a blast. I spent one year at year. Indiana men's basketball. Yeah. So then, was it? Did you feel like nervous when you got there to be able to like make sure your work was really hitting the marks to influence these people to come to the school? Absolutely, because <laughs> Indiana men's basketball, it still is, was you know five national championships, like a big program. Bob Knight, who's like one of the biggest college yeah. coaches of all time. Um, uh, coasted Indiana but like it was a big program and it was nervous I guess a little bit or and excited because it's like all right I've literally known Photoshop for like five months like um in graphic design like I've done a good job it was more like a hobby I guess you could say when yeah. I was a coach it was like a hobby but it was to help the program but it wasn't like I want to learn Photoshop and all this right you know after effects to like make it a career but I dove in and took the job. So now it is a career and now I gotta learn it even more. So it's like, I'm doubling down on like YouTube tutorial. I'm like, I'm learning more and more, which yeah. is um, kind of how your story was with like learning stuff online. Just yeah, of course. Notorious, like just tutorials, tutorials. And literally you can find anything on the internet That's for free. Yep. And um, YouTube university. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, and they liked my work and I was like, inside I'm like, I've only been doing this like five months, this is crazy. But yeah. you know, I knew I was pretty good at it, but I was always, wanting to get better at it and then keep improving. So I kept like, you know, doing more and more on my, my uh, downtime or whatever, learning more and kind of just went from there. So when you're at the school, are you only making, are you only taking like current images that they had and like working with that to make flyers and content or were you trying to set up like shoots to get specific content that would work for your ideas? Did you start pitching at all or were you just kind of working with what you had? Working with what I had to start, okay. being like new into that position and kind of not only just doing the work, but like filling out how that position would be because mm -hmm. it was so new to me. 
especially being like in a full-time salary position doing that um you know taking the job like i was like this is new like i don't exactly know like the ins and outs learned it quickly though um but basically messing with what i had um from like the team photographer at the university so i have at that at this point i was just graphic design i was no photography or video right up to this point yet yeah. so like i had never picked up a camera i couldn't even tell you how to turn a camera on <laughs> right. at this point so it's like i'm just on the laptop computer just photoshop um and using like images and after effects a little bit kind of right. learning that program but basically just using what i have but sometimes it'd be like setting some up for like a specific shot or whatever um during downtime to use that but again everything i had at my disposal was marketing materials for the head coach or the program to use like for recruits that would come in and be interested in the school. Right. So how you get done with school, you go play pro for a second, that ends, then you go coach and you're coaching all over the place. So how, what's the timeline here? Like how many years have passed since you got out of school before you got that job? So that job would have been in 2013, 2013 and I graduated from Indiana in 2010. Okay. So this would have been, and then I would have played one year pro ball, 2011, so it would have been 2012, 2013 was right. now I'm doing graphic design at Indiana. Yeah. So and Photoshop was kinda, wasn't as dope as it is now back exactly, then. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so you're learning on the, yeah. the, the beginning of it. The you know beginning, I mean? yeah. Damn, yeah. that is insane. So then how long till you end up, like, where's the switch happen? So it's, it's crazy because it's, you know, I'm at Indiana for, I want to say, eight, nine months, almost, almost a year for, this is after baseball, so this is with men's basketball program. Oh, so you were doing all the sports? No, just basketball. Okay, just right. basketball. So I was doing the baseball coaching at Indiana. Right, right, right. When then I got switched over to men's basketball right. with Tom Crean and the basketball program. But I think it was nine or ten months in, and then my work was seen on like social media and whatnot. And Duke men's basketball um, <laughs> had a job opening. And ironically, I was like, oh, I'm kind of interested. Like, but at the time, you can't just like publicly say I want to go to this school. It's right. like you know, Indiana wants to keep me, hopefully, right? Yeah. And then Duke is like, all right, I'm interested. Maybe it's more money. Maybe it's a better opportunity. Who knows? Even though Indiana is my alma mater, but the creative director or the direct, director of basketball operations saw my work, liked me, brought me in for an interview. And this is nine months into the basketball job in yeah. Indiana. Um, there was like 300 people who had applied. I was one of 300. He interviewed five, and I ended up getting the job. Damn. Um, so now I'm like in a position like, okay, I'm new to this Photoshop, graphic design, marketing, propaganda, um, recruiting, stuff like that for men's basketball. Now it's been nine months, and I'm like, do I leave my alma mater that I love? And I've spent so many years here in Indiana, grew up in Indiana, uh, and take this job. And at the end of the day, I took the job. It was a little bit more money, right? And it's just a new opportunity and. Coach K is like the most legendary head coach of like all time or one of the top few. Yeah. Um, he's been at Duke for years. So I was like, you know what? This is like an opportunity of a lifetime. So I'm going to take that. Um, and it, again, it was the same position, but it was just more money in a new school. Duke's a great university. Yeah, massive. Massive, yeah. So many alums out of there and people that connections you can make. So it's like, you know what? Let's move. Let's jump in and try it out. How, so would you work close? Who was like your person that like your liaison was it was did you have someone that kind of communicate from the coach that want told you what they wanted or would you talk to the coach about anything specific or were you just kind of doing your own thing pounding them out and seeing what what stuck it was a little bit of both so a lot of it was pounded out like they trusted me with what i was doing yeah to like just get in there do the work and then they liked it and then keep pushing um but my direct contact would be like the director of basketball operations um at each school so like the head coach has got so many things on his plate right right right, right. and like marketing propaganda is important to him but he doesn't want to deal with that he mm. wants to do the x's and o's plays recruiting yeah like on the phones and the assistants so i was working directly with the operations guy or like the assistant coaches like 
assistant coach would bring me in saying, hey, like, let's do this for player XYZ. Like, right. he likes, he's a big Kendrick Lamar fan, right? So mm-hmm. let's make, let's put his face in, like, in a uniform on a Kendrick Lamar album. Right. Just, like, something cool and yeah, fun yeah, that the yeah. kid would be like, ooh, this is cool, this is catchy, like, you know, Indiana or Duke, they got some, you know, some swag. So yeah, this is cool, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they're relevant with the culture and all that stuff. Right. Whatever the example is, not always just like an album, no, sure, but like sure. you know what I mean, like yeah, I love and then that. why Duke is cool and all this stuff, and like why you get a good education and being an alum from here is the these are the reasons why it'd be good stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'd be working with the operations and the assistant coach. Did you feel like did you ever find yourself like kind of dipping into the marketing department just to like pull some uh, tips and shit from them? I actually didn't. <laughs> no, they, they're always like at universities how it's set up. I was always like in the program, but like marketing would be like buildings down. Right. So like we would like intervene and like. We're friends, like yeah. we work together at the same university, but like it was never too much like bouncing ideas off. But I, I would have been all for that if it would ever yeah, right. happen. Yeah. No, so okay, so so when you're there, is do you start picking up a camera at this point? Like I'm so interested in this. This is it's so crazy because the time's passing so yeah. much. You know what I mean? The common story is like I had a camera since I was a kid. Blah, 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 right, right. Know? Yeah, and it's 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 crazy because like I mentioned, like I'm moving so fast, changing a profession from baseball which all i knew to now photoshop graphic designer i guess you could call me marketing propaganda stuff whatever but like after a year at duke so i was at indiana men's basketball when i jumped in for nine months went to duke for a year and a half or closer to two years but the moment i picked up a camera would have been i think a year into the duke job okay um so i was graphic design like i was in indiana but at duke for the first year just on the computer did not pick up a camera um but my boss mentioned, hey, maybe you should try um, filming, photographing a game. We, we can buy a camera, whatever. I was like, sure, why not? So I picked it up. Literally, I can still remember today, like I learned how to turn it on, but I don't even, my, I didn't understand why my photos were blurry. So I like <laughs> it to go to YouTube and like figure out shutter speed and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, this is making it a little better. So like I'm learning on the fly again. And this was kind of just for fun or whatever, but more obviously my work being on the computer, but picked it up and started learning quick. And then I started photographing or filming like every game. And I'm like, I kind of like this. Um, we had a decent, I think it was like FS700 or something like that. Right. Just kind of sitting around. And um, our intern did some video work and he kind of inspired me as well. Like, hey, I'd love to like learn how you're filming the practices or whatever. And I would just pick it up and go do it. And I liked it. Like I could, you know, frame an image that looked pretty good. And I was yeah. like, all right, maybe I'm decent at this. Right. So I started messing around, like making uh, like highlight videos of like practice or a game. And like fans liked him and recruits liked him, the coaches liked him. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna keep like learning how to use the video camera, <laughs> yeah. photo camera. I'm like, all right, this is cool. Like, you know, throw with like a trap beat on it or something, yeah, like right. some instrumental or, or a song. I'm like, all right, this is cool, right? So I'm like learning on the fly again while I'm still doing like graphic design as my main job. This was kind of like something I picked up um, while doing graphic design at Dukes. So yeah, it's, it's, Dude, it's that's a crazy so story. Crazy. Yeah. It's just funny how it's like, on accident yeah all of it seems yeah. to be like on accident like yeah this could be cool maybe yeah, this will exactly work. just, kind of just inspired by like what i saw other people doing or like inspired by like how i saw my work growing or right. getting better yeah it's kind of like a challenge in a way yeah and always want to like learn something new rather than all right i'm content being a graphic designer i'm just cool i'll just stay in this little cubicle and do my thing i right. just want to like learn something new and you know another reason i picked up the camera because i wanted to take my own photos for Photoshop mm. instead of always using like the photographers who was great yeah. but like it'd be cool to like use my own images that was another reason I started to learn photo as well yeah because it's fun to see your stuff yeah exactly what, it's also interesting too because I feel like at that time it wasn't like this is what 2013 so this would have been 
2014, 2015, yeah, 2014. Because at that time, that's like right when the motion of like people having access to like affordable gear mm-hmm. and recaps started becoming like easier to do, I guess. Like, yep. uh, but I don't like in high school and college, it's like I don't remember there ever being like cool media like that. On from I went to UNI, which was UN, the Panthers, but like we're right by the Hawkeyes, and I remember the Hawkeyes always had like. I heard they had like really nice gear. They had like a cool camera department, all this stuff. And then they were starting to film videos, but I would never see it come from our stuff. As soon as I left and like got into this space, times change and like gear becomes more accessible and stuff. And then you start seeing, I remember seeing like really cool, like even our tailgates, some kid was going out and making like an ill highlight of the tailgate. I'm like, I've never seen anyone film that before. You know what I mean? Like no one would go out of their way to do it. And it be, it started to become trendy. You know what I mean? Like to start having it. And we would have like highlight videos, you know, I would edit highlight videos in, in high school for my friends and like, but it would always just be a camera locked off somewhere. Right. Yeah. Filming for two mm-hmm. hours and mm-hmm. someone makes you like zoom in on the cool catch and it looks trash. Terrible, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that was it. But so was there anyone else that was shooting those games or was it just you? Um, so there was another person who would, he worked for what they call blue devil network for our at Duke kind of did the video or was part of the little mini video team for the whole university. So all, I think they have 19 sports. So they, they would film all 19. So they would be at every basketball game, but I was like directly like with the basketball team. So like, I was at every game doing right. whatever. So like I would get access to like what he shot or his footage. And I, I knew the guy cause we'd work together yeah. like during the games and whatnot. Um, so like I'd be um, combining my footage that I shot and then his to make like a video. So I guess you could say there's two. And then like we would have rights to like ESPN footage or CBS, whatever the game might've been on. So sometimes yeah. you would get that, you know, the 720p like high angle, yeah. you know, all 10 players on the court. like. So I would d- dive into that, like if we miss a player or whatnot. But, um, but basically, me and his camera were the more like I guess you'd call it cinematic on the ground, s- super slow mo, whatever. Right. We're, I think we were shooting like some ridiculous, like 240 frames a second yeah. sometime. And again, I didn't even like. I just knew 240 looked cool to me. So super it was like slow, super <laughs> slow. Yeah. And I can't say I've shot 240 since then, <laughs> even though my camera can. Yeah. But like then I was just like this is so cool like I'm learning video 240 looks crazy like oh that's the best I, part about yeah, picking up a camera seeing exactly, slow motion yeah like, it's what? like my phone couldn't do this no other cameras I'd picked up it was just nuts and um, just people liked it but yeah it was me and the other guy that's crazy yeah. so then does that change your title there or do you stay graphic designer but also are a videographer <laughs> right, photographer right, right. you know what I mean yeah so the title stayed the same um, and then added that element into the video side but I was my title was creative coordinator but even though I was was graphic designer kind of picked that up so kind of added it to my plate my own willing like it wasn't yeah. like hey go shoot video or you're fired like it was I wanted to do it right. I was interested but I guess the change came when my next job would have been University of Michigan which I ended up spending close to three years two and a half three years there um, just left there recently but um, they started a new position it was going to be like video centric like mainly all video work a little bit of photography but no graphic design because they already had somebody for that um, and at this point, I was two years into Duke, and I was, like, doing more and more video right after the first year. And I liked it, and it was, like, my thing. Like, I wasn't even Photoshopping as much. It was right. just more video, um, which was great, and I was loving it. So this job opened. It was more money, and it was going to be a transition to solely video and some photo work. And I got the job after interviewing a couple times, two interviews on that one. Um, got the job, and then it was no more you know, Photoshop, no graphic design. I mean, I use Photoshop still occasionally yeah, yeah, for like yeah. text and stuff like that, but right. like I'm not like doing edits in Photoshop anymore like I used to, but took the job at Michigan and spent three years there, straight video and photo on the side as well. So was Duke 
finding it super valuable to be having you creating these videos. Like that's where they stopped caring as much about the Photoshop stuff and the video started selling a little bit, selling the idea of what's possible there a little bit more. I think, I think they really like both cause both have like importance, you know, yeah. like the, the, the printout mail out that you can send to a recruiting parent or show them when they're on a visit. But they also like the impact of like video yeah. cause it was like starting to boom at that time sure. and be bigger on social media, Twitter, um, Instagram, whatever the case, YouTube. Yeah. Um, but they saw the impact of like creative video being used, being watched and used towards recruits, these five-star recruits around the country and their parents getting such valuable information. And if you think about it, like these high school kids maybe visit your school like once or twice right. ever or a year, Right. come to one game or one recruiting visit, like the, and they can Google the university and stuff, but like when you can show them inside the program, which is where I was, like footage of the guys in the locker room, getting to know a player right. like maybe they look up to our best player who was ranked number one in the country or whatever I had the access because I was in the program with the camera you know I'll be filming Jason Tatum for example mm -hmm. who's on the Boston Celtics now who's yeah, yeah. absolutely killing it right um, but they would get to know these kids and their parents would get to know these uh, kids on the team and it gets them more acquainted or familiar with the school and it helps recruiting tremendously yeah um video and the photographic design stuff too does too but like video was just like super informative super informative you could just do so much more with it mm. in my opinion and it was just booming at the time and they really valued that that's crazy so how do you i mean you popped through now this is your third university right that you're Correct, working yeah. at how are you finding these jobs like how does someone go about finding like like here's like, oh another one opened up i should, should i consider that you know what i mean like how did that land on your plate yeah so the duke one just kind of just saw it on their twitter feed one day which is rare for teams like even post like jobs available yeah. some teams do do it even like nba teams will do it or nfl but it's, it's far and few between um there's like a, a team works or uh sports jobs online.com i can't remember the exact url but that one has a lot of like it's all sports jobs like right. videographer photographer social media branding director whatever um but the duke one just kind of just fell into my lap because i was just on twitter at the right time and saw it and kind of engaged with it um and messaged the director of basketball operations who ended up being my boss but right. um the michigan one was more word of mouth i had known somebody who worked for university of michigan hmm. um and when they got that position like before it was even public he had hit me up saying hey like you know, you should check out University of Michigan. We might be giving you a call because we're interested in potentially hiring you right. or at least interviewing to start. Um, so it wasn't public at the time. So that one was more word of mouth versus the other ones. But for most people, I would say it's either word of mouth in the industry, like in the sports world, knowing someone who does social media or video somewhere at the program or or the team that you that potentially could be hiring. Right. Or you can find it online. No, that's smart. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So then so you, you secure this job. You're going in straight video. At this time, have you gotten your own gear or were you just using whatever they had? Just using whatever they had. So I still had not bought my own camera, lenses, nothing. Like everything was just work owned. Right. Um, Duke was everything they owned, lenses, the whole package, the whole kit. And then Michigan was the same thing. Um, I mean, they gave me a really good budget on what to choose. And I've never bought a camera or lenses before. So it was like, I'm doing research on what to get. And I ended up getting a Sony FS7 with a bunch of like cannon glass, metal bones, whatever. At Michigan. At Michigan, Got yep. Um, Duke's gear was good, but it was more like DSLR. I think it was like a, I used a Sony A7S II. So it was a really good like yeah, right. little $3,000 camera. Um, but it wasn't like a big like cinema or like, you know, right. video camera like the FS7. Because um, the Michigan football, they had a little bit bigger budget being a football program. Of course. Um, 
but yeah, just I've never bought one before. I was always working on. So do you feel like you made all the right choices with your first uh, batch of gear that you bought? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah it turned out pretty good. I'm not, I'm more of a Canon guy, so it was like right. I liked it, but it was a good camera. So what 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 lenses did you get out the gate, like for that? I think I got the 35. No, excuse me. I got the 24 to 70 and the 70 to 200, and then I think I got a 50. And you would shoot everything handheld. Everything would be hand. Yep. Did you ever do tripod stuff? We did get a tripod, like Manfrotto one. It was nice yeah. um, for like interviews and stuff like that. We right, would do right. it. But whenever I'd film like games or like day to day stuff, I was always you know with that top handle. Yeah. Um, with the FS7, it's pretty light. So okay, so you're at University of Michigan, mm-hmm. and the football team. I mean, that state like where they play is massive, right? Like how huge. Many, yeah, uh, the big house. It's a yeah. hundred. It can <sighs> fit up to hundred and ten thousand people, and they sell out Jeez, every was... game. Doesn't matter if they're playing. Um, Michigan State, Ohio State, or Norfolk State. Like, yeah, it doesn't even matter. So are you shooting, you're shooting every game, you're mm-hmm. creating content around that and the team the Correct, whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now it's just targeting the team and just talking about the team and that's it. Like that's like the main goal is to yep. captivate that. So was there other people on your team filming with you or was it just you? Just me. So it's, wow. each, yeah, each program is different. And it was, it was a lot being like a solo video guy. Yeah. And I think it's what's like helped mold me or become better at doing it faster because I'm thrown like into of the fire course. like I gotta capture everything and I'm like so like type A and want it to be so perfect that, like I'm never like content with like just being decent I guess I always want to do better than my previous job um, but like no one helped with videos it was just me but we had another person on the team who would do graphic design it's cause at Duke I did both or I started with graphic design and branched into video with one person whereas Michigan football had more money they had right. more football staffs or three times as big as basketball yeah way more money so they already had like a full-time graphic designer who was part of my team but like he didn't really do any camera work right so like we shared an office together but we didn't like you know i would use like sometimes or he would use some of my photos for his work but it was never like you know hey i film this you film that and then we like make some recap or like or like whatever the story or whatever we want to uh create for recruits and fans that week but um it was just us too but basically just me for my job it's that's so because all right so from from my background like i had toured with like uh school iq and we did like a bunch of like theater runs so like three to five k that would be like the cap of the venues and when i started working with um beyonce like i was about to go on tour and we had like a photo video crew like we had our own bus right we had like i think like three photographers mm-hmm. and like four video people and i was in my head I, I remember looking at the work and be like oh man i'm gonna kill this i'm gonna get all the photos i'm gonna do all the video and then when i got there and we're playing uh i think the only co- college stadium that we ended up playing was in ohio um buckeyes yeah that that the shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ohio State which was massive but mm-hmm. like we played stadiums every single night and then having done that and now knowing how big that is massive. you know what i mean yep. it's massive there's so much ground to cover huge so much yeah. ground to cover that's what blows my mind is that you were the only person only one that's not like so much ground to cover like everywhere now looking back i'm like i would have died if i had there's no way there's no way like there's a reason why we had so many people on our <laughs> i crew. almost died a few times i'm like i need a break i need some water or something yeah when it's you just, try to do the run up to the top <laughs> exactly going up those stairs is like way up there and then like because you don't want to just stay in, some videographer especially like in, you know i'm more been in the sports world but right. like some will just be content like on their little hi-hat tripod or like shoulder rig whatever mm-hmm. just staying in one spot but like i'm i'm wanting to create like some that it makes people want to like watch more, see more, something cinematic, something that's just cool to the eye rather than just being one stationary camera. Right. And being myself, like I had to run around, do everything, like locker room, go up top to get like a wide shot to show the atmosphere, run back down, get the highlights, 
run to the bench to get like the reactions or players like personality up close right because that's like what would drive like videos is all right you can film highlights which is cool you can see it on sports center the yeah. game like high up all 22 camera but like if i get on the bench i'm the only camera guy the team videographer is the only guy that can get in the bench right so like i'm like me to you like in the quarterback you know is talking to the quarterback coach or like you know they're getting on each other like in the moment and that's like where the videos started to like even take off more because i was like in that moment with the team but like you said like running around the entire venue even like pregame tailgate stuff like two or three hours for the game like outside like pre-games of football just bend them like <laughs> yeah, nuts yeah, right crazy i've been hit with beer a few times just like yeah. flying around whatever but like just filming all that and then like trying to take all that footage and like make like something cool to be engaging for like fans and recruits right so yeah. how long what would be the process of your turnaround time damn that's crazy that's a sports lot sports world's crazy um i'm sh- every like i'm sure creative field is especially with video but like they want because these coaches don't understand how long it takes a lot of people don't as you i'm sure you know no, like, yes yes they they know what we do they know the end product the end product is going to be beneficial to them like fans recruits send it to these kids especially after a win or something right. but they don't understand the second part of the job which is when you go back to your office or wherever you're at and making these videos and it's like they i've been texted literally two hours after a game like are you done with it like the it's longer like, yo piece. what's wrong with you yeah and like <laughs> and we would do like short pieces sometimes like you know a six to ten second video and i could right. do those real quick right, but right. like the recap ones like the more cinematic style or like we need we need it blah 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 so like I'm like, okay, I got to get this done ASAP. So, like, I learned a process. This is kind of how I learned to, like, edit better and edit faster. It's like I'm getting, like, time crunched, like, by the coaches and my bosses and because they don't understand how long it takes to right. just upload the footage, let alone to, like, edit, go through it, you yeah. know, find your selects, whatever, and then, like, make something cool that they would like. But, like, they didn't understand that, but it made me, like, antsy to, like, want to get better editing faster sure and that's just kind of how the sports world is is like fast current content always like hits fans or recruits when it's relevant like the same day yeah and shorter and that's when my work started to go to like more shorter pieces because they really like that but the long pieces i like making better yeah. or like making more um but those would take within 24 hours i would have like a three four minute video for them um to send out and that'd be like the whole story of like saturday people came showed up yeah people showing up like the locker room the the pregame speech by the head coach or if a former player came in and spoke i filmed like all that but like it just takes time to like even just listen to the speeches because the day's so long like i don't remember what the head coach said before the game so right. i gotta, like watch it again right and then you know to find the good plays that you would mark off during the game and just kind of weed out the stuff you wouldn't need just like editing anything else but like doing it within 24 hours sometimes we get like crazy yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like people don't understand it's like okay i was there filming with the camera for over eight hours yeah. so that means that there's probably like several hours of content that <laughs> i have to go re-watch you know mm-hmm. what i mean people don't understand what polling selects is they which have no idea blows my mind they just want the video and i understand they want I do too. it yeah i do too but sometimes you gotta set like reasonable got, standards with these to. people because you'll kill yourself exactly exactly Cause it, what would you edit all night or would you just try to get some sleep wake up in the morning and try to pound it out so right after the game went in they'd play like a lot of day games at 12 so like when the game uh went into like four or five like i would go in there until 10 then i'm like i'm dead i've been up since like 7 a.m 8 a.m filming i'll go home at 10 it's like four or five hours a night and then sunday morning uh, i'd be in there eight or nine a.m and then till it was done and they'd use it that night Mm. 24 hours later so it's it's crazy it's crazy to me that um like for a team that size it's like if you think of logistics like 
it almost makes sense to like have you shooting and have someone that like a PA that's literally running and swapping cards with you, dumping. Mm-hmm. Someone's just pulling selects right then, and that can make it so much. But Speed you up, did yeah. all of that, correct? Yeah, which is you know. I appreciate it. Yeah, it, was, it. It taught me a lot, though. That's of course. Like, and it's like what sped up like my growth, like learning all that stuff. Yeah. Um, is I didn't have like the help or assistant, and everything you mentioned, I would have loved to have. And some schools did have that. They would have like a runner that would just upload the footage for you. They would have extra shooters, or like some teams would have like, especially now teams are learning now more. One guy's shooting, one guy's running, and then someone's editing like at the field, like for short form yeah. content. But like at that time, which would have been three years ago, like we hadn't had that. Like I was the first person in my role for that team. So it was like, you know, can I get an assistant now, like a full time, part time, whatever. And like it just never got there. Yeah. But some teams had it. But unfortunately, but fortunately for me, because I had to learn more and right. more was on my plate. That's just kind of how it worked out. No, yeah. It's, um, I don't think, and I think that's where you'll learn that this is for you. You know what I mean? Like exactly, yeah. Because you could have taken the job and you're like, oh, that's cool, more money, and then you get there and you're like, this is crazy. Crazy, yeah. This workload doesn't make sense for people, like. But I think it's something about creators that have like this weird itch inside of them that allows you to go like supersonic. Like you can just stay up for too long, or you can handle like you know what I mean? Like okay, Mm -hmm. I'm out front at 7 a.m. and I still have till five till the game starts and. You're running around filming tailgates and all right. that stuff, and then, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're dead. You walk 20,000 steps in a day. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's unreal. It's unreal. grueling, man. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the challenges that you kind of faced? Uh, obviously, you're doing everything on your own. So, And this is every week there's a new game. You know what I mean? Like, What were, what were some of the challenges you started facing? So I've always been with teams before I broke off. Then I started my own LLC, freelance. Sure. Um, so I've never like freelanced before. Um uh, I, I worked with Cam Newton. I should mention that before I broke off. I uh, worked for him, like photographing his day to day. Broke life. off from Michigan? Or actually, I did it with it before I started freelancing. Okay. So this would have been like a year and a half ago. Um, I was still at Michigan with football team. And then Cam Newton, who's quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, um, played at Auburn, was Heisman uh, winner, uh, MVP of the NFL, I think, in 2015. But this would have been a year and a half ago. Uh, he got like wind of my work and he wanted like a video guy. So not only was, so not only so I want to mention this because not only like was I doing all the Saturday run around for eight to twelve hours, NFL would play on Sundays. So when he got uh, just in my work, he actually like DM'd me. He's like, "Hey, like, do you have a second to like talk?" And uh, I'm trying to get a video guy. And I'm like, "Is this? Cam- I don't yeah, know. Is, is this, this Cam real? Newton? Is, is this real? real? <laughs> is this real?" And I saw his name. I had the blue Little check blue on Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, Cam Newton just DM'd me. That's I'm like, crazy. I don't know. I've never met him. He doesn't follow me. Like, how did he learn about me? But long story short. He called me from like a no phone ID later, and I'm like, because he told me what he's like, it wouldn't be a phone number, but answer whatever. I was in the uh, in my Jeep driving home from work, and we spoke for like an hour. And like his vision of like he wants to bring on a video guy. Um, I was like, well, I'm at Michigan right now, so like if you pay me more than that, like yeah, maybe I'd be willing to like leave the school. Um, he's like, maybe like in the future that'd be a thing, but like right now, like I just need you part time, like during the season, blah blah blah. And I was asked Michigan, um, like, hey, is it cool if I go film Cam? on Sundays um, during the football season, and they were cool with it, um, right. as long as I got all my work done. Um, so I was moving at rapid speeds Saturday, getting the edits done, whatever, and they were cool with me going on Sunday to do, I guess you could call my first freelance right. gig working for an NFL professional athlete. Your first freelance gig is with Cam with Newton. With Cam Newton, yeah. yeah, quarterback, yeah, Heisman, NFL MVP, it was crazy, right? So, it was, so I was doing the whole Saturday with Michigan, flying out, 
um, starting at, like, I would take 6 a.m. flights on Sunday, film cam on Sunday, and then I'd fly back Sunday night, and then the I would be doing edits for both. If that make, <laughs> but, like, the cam one, like, he would get it, like, on a Monday or Tuesday, but, like, Michigan, I had to finish before that flight, so right. that, the Saturday night, or they would get it on Sunday, like, I would do it on the plane right there or whatever. So, like, I was just constant. I was adding the extra work. Now, cam paid me, and it was right. extra money, and it was yeah. great, but, like, it was just the craziest season ever just every week two games a week pretty much god yeah and it's the same thing was it was it the same thing like when we were with cam are you on the field trying to get just really cool highlights of him or did he want to show the same elements that michigan wanted to show like i want to see atmosphere i want to see crowd i want to see fans i want to see that or is he just like film me do dope stuff on the field and make me look awesome yeah he was pretty open to it i mean he gave a vision like the atmosphere of like carolina panther excuse me football games and then like his life like leading up to the game whether it's traveling with him in the car right his nice car to the game or walking into the stadium and you know nfl guys and cams into fashion they all have the fashion stuff so like capturing that stuff for his brand because he's really into like fashion stuff so it'd be that stuff would be used like branding his mashika hats or like his clothing so like that was more than just like football plays like capturing the the pregame outfit yeah um locker room sometimes pregame on the field and he's a very animated um, person so like there's always personality moments and he's obviously the biggest player on the field right you know the the most looked at and talked about every game because he's cam newton um and he's the quarterback which has the most attention but like but capturing the highlights not just him with the other players um it'd be me and then one other guy but every game throughout the season so they either played on sunday or monday so yeah it was like saturday and then sunday or saturday monday oh my God. mainly saturday sundays it was the craziest like weekends i ended up losing like 10 15 pounds that season <laughs> yeah, i was I just like it. i was like not eat. i was eating as best i could but like, airplane I was, food and airplane garbage <laughs> hotel food. yeah exactly burger king mcdonald's oh, man. it was just like i had no other choice because I, I was so busy it's like i don't i didn't have time to like yeah cook me a nice meal or, like go somewhere nice it was just constant on the run and on the go i loved it though it was such it was so much fun and getting to work with Cam at like is one of the best players in the NFL MVP in 2015 Heisman like he's he's Cam Newton well and what a yeah. like what an opportunity for you exactly to realize that this is working you know what mm-hmm. I mean like yeah you're doing it for college but then to have a superstar recognize it you yeah. know what I mean to reach mm-hmm. out and want to like connect that way like what an opportunity right so you would so would you take the gear from the college to shoot these so this is when I bought my first camera because Michigan which I understood would it's not their gear it's their gear yeah and it's I I'm not gonna just take it and then not tell them because right. if I break it like or whatever it's <laughs> lost in the plane whatever the case might be like I'd be in big trouble right. be like worth firing me probably I don't know right but sure. like I didn't even ask I just bought my own gear and just left that there um that's so I bought the Canon 1DX Mark II as my first camera nice um that I personally bought and owned um, yeah. got a couple of Canon lenses um why'd couple, you pick that over that like the FS7 Oh, I think price point at the time because yeah. FS7, I don't know, eight or nine, ten thousand, yeah, right, right? right? And then the 1DX, I also wanted that because of photo. Because mm-hmm. Cam wanted some photo work too. Um, where Michigan was solely video, and then I would do some photo work on like this little, like an older Sony. I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't like a part of the job. But anyway, with Cam, wanted video and some photo work, so that's why I got the 1DX. Right. Plus, like, if I'm gonna buy it, I want something that's like best of like both. I guess yeah, sure. to use like yeah, yeah, maybe I'll get another job, freelance or whatever like and during the off season whatever i just felt it was like the best investment right. for me so yeah. so you got you got that immediately and just started learning the camera obviously yeah mm-hmm. you're hauling there you're getting this content like what 
how much time would you have with him like before would you like meet him at his house or something and then ro- roll with him or a hotel and roll with him to the venue or what was like the usual like day in the life of that yeah job? so sometimes it'd be like meeting him at his house or like when he rolls up being in like the parking lot um, if it wasn't at his house like for the drive-in it would be in the parking lot like when he'd pull up it kind of just it was dependent on like when my flight would get in yeah because it's usually they always played like 12 12 uh, noon games or one o'clock so i had to fly out at 6 a.m going from detroit to um carolina um in north carolina with the panthers but like if i didn't get there in time it just beat him at the the park the football field and kind of just go from there kind of just get what i can get like it's him coming in you know parking his car his lambo whatever or bentley rolls royce whatever car he drove that day life and then <laughs> life right and then uh filming that him getting out and then up to the locker room um, let him do his thing for a little bit, you know, getting dressed or whatever. And then when he come out on the field, you know, you're filming all that, you know, getting up close to him and personal and getting all those those moments. But it's basically just rolling with what was allowed by the time my flight got in, the time I Ubered to the to the field and then yeah. trying to get as much as I can. It's cool. It's cool that like having worked at these universities really kind of got you the lay of the land as far as like how things worked in Game that day profession. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's. It, a lot of people don't understand it's like you assume like you got a photo pass you can just do whatever you want but then all of a sudden you're in front of this person and you could ruin something in the game you exactly, know what i mean like yeah. you got to really understand it was it was there a big jump there going from pro from college um pro is a different level it's very much the same but it's it's different in the sense of it's very more strict i guess because yeah. it is the professional level nfl like if you're not wearing the right pass credential whatever like you know, it, it, people will get on you. They'll, they'll, hey, get out of here. They could remove it from you and you're out of the game. So it's like college is a little more lenient. Um, obviously, being like part of the team, like I always had like the team badge on. So like right. it was never a problem. Yeah. But I wasn't, when I was working with Cam in the NFL, I wasn't like working for the team. I was more Cam and his yeah. his media production company, which he started a few years ago. It's called Iconic Saga Productions. Cam actually is like really into like film stuff. Oh, cool. Um, he, he texted me when he was buying a camera and I can't remember what he got at Nikon or where, but like he's into the stuff. So like he started this for production him shoot for him just for fun, like yeah, around his dope. kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he, he'll like edit videos in the off season, like just for fun and send them to me. But, uh, <laughs> but that's yeah during the off season, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. but it's cool. Like he loves like photography. He loves like capturing those moments. He's into like good films, documentaries, yeah. whatever. So he has a passion for it. Obviously like his job is football, but like yeah. he wanted someone good to help run his iconic saga productions team to like get that going for him mm. to build his brand because like more so and i know a lot of artists are doing it but even more so um professional athletes are like realizing that like social media content photography video is so important for like your brand yeah, your image everything and instead of like a player after the game you know stealing a getty image or something like that or someone else is like they can have their own guys and kind of you know go from there but right i think cam was realizing that before a lot of the other athletes were you know like the odell beckham juniors juju smith schuster other top players in the league were doing it as well but not very many and he was kind of the forefront of that was cam and being having a passion in film and photo i think is what jump started that yeah and he saw that branding on social media is important for him the money he can make um etc right yeah. and it, it's a good way to like mm-hmm. really milk the way you do your brand deals too like yeah, you're able exactly. to include some of that content there and mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's cool because i feel like i mean I, I, rappers have been doing this these recaps since the day like that's the main thing they make you know what i mean they tour vlogs and all this stuff it's like that's been something that i think a lot of these uh 
athletes have really i mean obviously they like admire musicians in, in that mm-hmm. world it's like they all want to switch positions you exactly, know what I mean? like yeah. they want to be each other uh so it's cool to see them like start figuring that out and i, I think i remember like we did it uh, some we did a uh, madden campaign and it was with antonio and i remember him being like yo man like i didn't think he really he was just kind of hanging out and i'm like directing this whole campaign and then he's like do you shoot stuff too and i'm like yeah and he's like i need a guy when i'm in la and i'm like right on just what are you talking about like he's like just like let's get like get me swole in the gym and like running on the beach and i just wanted to look cool with the drone and stuff and i'm just like yeah bet and he's like threw me his number he's like let's link or whatever and i never ended up i mean i was so busy with stuff i didn't do it but it's mm-hmm. like oh cool you're starting to like take advantage of that because you realize like why would gatorade gatorade could throw you might be ill at what you do on the field right but this person may be ill at what they do in the field. Plus, they have a guapa followers that that are high, highly engaged on their mm-hmm. content. And He's falling, yeah. as soon as you see that, you're like, oh, they understand it. Like we should throw the bag to them versus that person because right. they get, they have it. You exactly. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not really about Gatorade putting your face on their carton or whatever or whatever. I don't know. I'm just using Gatorade as an example. <laughs> but like any of these companies putting your face on a Wheaties box, right? Like that doesn't really mean anything anymore. Like they want you to be putting the Wheaties box on your Instagram or your Twitter. You exactly, know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But that's, that's dope that you guys like really built the bond to, to create. And to I feel that, like yeah. he gave you like a free reign to like kind of it was free reign. He had a vision like that first phone call I got, which was wild, literally five minutes or five, 10 minutes after the uh, Instagram, which blew my mind. I couldn't believe it at first, but like he gave me a vision, but it was free reign. Like after that, um, like what he wanted and he trusted me. So that was, that was cool that he trusted me. And it was, I think he trusted me solely off like the work he saw on my Instagram because yeah. I've always been like promoting my work. Like I don't really have anything too personal on there. It's always I've always used Instagram as like a portfolio yeah, of like of, of my work, and that was kind of my website before I got a website was my Instagram portfolio. If I ever sent it to someone, here's all my work, and I think he he saw it. So if I wasn't like branding myself and my Michigan work and other jobs I've done, Duke and etc. Like maybe he wouldn't have hired me if he didn't see like the football videos. I yeah, did, it's just like a picture of you out yeah, in the nightclub or something. Exactly. Like, huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy how that's it is your portfolio. Yeah. It's uh, so. Did you ever find out how he found you? Because you so, said he wasn't following you or anything. So he wasn't following me. So his he had like a photographer at the time who I had never met. His name's David Ricks, and he's still his photographer to today. I don't know how long he's been like with him, um, but he mainly shoots just photo. Um, Cam, long story short, I guess he had mentioned to David, his personal photographer, who would do like lifestyle stuff, even game action stuff too as well. But like, you know, Cam's big into like cigars and like cats and clothes. He would always do his lifestyle stuff for his Instagram. But I guess he mentioned to David that he was looking to like up his video game for what your video uh, image as highlights or day-to-day vlogs, whatever, on his social media channels. And David had thought that I would be a good fit, so he sent my profile. And again, I didn't know David at the time. He sent my profile to Cam, and that's how he looked at my work. That's crazy. So he went to my Instagram. He's like, "Yep, I like his work," and then DM'd me, and then kind of the rest is history. But so he was the plug. He put me on. Yeah, shout um, out to that guy. Shout you out never to him. met him. I had never met him prior. Oh, to that. Oh, I've gotcha, met him gotcha, now because gotcha. he would be at like the games yeah, and stuff. Yeah, of course. But he, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. insane. What were you dealing with? Some, uh, I, I mean. I'm sure, yeah, access on the field and running into things and getting kicked out of games or whatever. I'm sure that comes along with it. But mm-hmm. what what was uh, some of the hoops you'd have to jump at the games? Was it kind of hard to like find your space to be in, or did you did they tell you like, hey, you can kind of be in this area, but if you go over here, you'll probably get the boot. Like, was it kind of like that? Right. So for NFL, it was like that. Um, college being with the team, it was go wherever because mm-hmm. I had a team. 
Um, they would use, the team videographer would have a pass that says team bench on yeah. it. So like Let that's, that's the same thing. Assistant coaches have team bench. So like if you have that, you can go anywhere pretty much. Yeah. You're part of the team. Whereas the other casual or other uh, photographers there are shooting for, I don't know, another social media or newspaper or whatever, they would have like just field, like in a behind the end zone, sidelines a little bit, yeah. but not the bench or locker room and stuff like that. But NFL, I didn't have team bench because I wasn't with Carolina Panthers. I was with Cam, but it'd be just field access. So it was different. Um, but I think filming like football for the two years previous, I learned like where where to, where to be and like where if you don't have a team bench or team pass like where you can and cannot be so i learned that right through michigan um so i like i had a good idea of where i could be but yeah i was always the one that like i won't cross the line but i'll step to it so like if i can't go on the bench i'm gonna get as close as i can because yeah. you want to get those personal shots of like whatever he's doing he always like interacted with fans so, like i always wanted to be um and he expected us to do a good job right because like anybody would when they hire you so you got to get close to them even though you can't go on the bench so it's like that's just one example right but, like you're moving around quite a bit and trying to get whatever you can so cool is yeah. it uh do you feel like i guess with with you know how progressive everything is and, and there's probably other i'm assuming other creators that are there with other players maybe taking up space too it's like all right you want to go in there and make him look as good as possible which now not only to think about like how many other players are seeing your work you know what i mean as right. well as like mm-hmm. the nfl and all these people that right. are potential hires especially as you're about to go into this freelance space you know what i mean like this is your first step into it um the pressure there to create at a high level did is that something that kind of came to play with you leaving michigan because you realize like i, I really should focus what like, give that 100 percent because you're it's almost 50 50 at this point right. you're going probably 100 percent, but you're splitting your you 50 yeah, 50 right. with the school and there's only him. so much time yeah, right exactly. did you feel that at all is that like a reason for you to want to kind of step away from michigan i think it opened my eye to like freelancing for sure and kind of doing my thing with professional athletes you know personally yeah um whereas i've always been with a team there's always been um you know it's always been salary jobs like these things and you're only filming this throughout the year but i think it opened my eyes to like something new something different that i could do and i love like the personal connection you could have with the athlete let alone cam newton who's you know a superstar in the nfl yeah. and was you know won a national championship and heisman in college at auburn but like it opened my eyes to like what i think i could do if i was like my own boss and then you know, I got the idea. Like, I stuck with Michigan for another year after that, but like, okay. I got the idea that maybe I would do this in the future. I just didn't know how soon it would be. Um, but working with an athlete I love, I'd still do that today, but like, it just opened my eyes to like what else I can do out there. But I knew that like, there's probably no way I can do both for a long period of time because it was just so much travel. Daunting. And then, like, being a solo one man band, like, most for both jobs, really. Um, it was just, it was a lot of like work on my plate. So it was like, all right, if I stay at Michigan, which I love it, like, I don't know how much longer I can do camp, but I don't want to like put that to the side or throw it away because it's right. a great opportunity for me. And it's building my portfolio more so than just Michigan, Michigan, Michigan content. Like I'm building, you know, more different things. And, yeah. it's, and it was fun. It was like, oh, wow. Like I'm enjoying like shooting a different type of football game or athletes rather than shooting the same players all the time. So it just opened my eyes to like what it could be. Right. I think it's what jump started. It. What up, creators? I want to remind you about our community at jointhehomies.com. The homies are the squad of legends who support what we do here at Black Window Cream so we can continue to build this platform into the best educational space for content creators on earth. 
And in return for that support, we give you a bunch of sick perks all month long, like access to our live stream tutorials and hangouts, bonus podcast episodes, and so much more. Check us out at jointhehomies.com. Let's go. Was it challenging? Like, like you go into the locker room, right? That's like a, that's like the private space where these guys get to yeah. kind of let loose and, and do whatever they got to do before the game starts or in the middle of the game, you know, was it, uh, is it challenging shooting in that environment? Like, um, you know, like for instance, like when I'm with an artist, like you kind of learn when they don't want the camera on or when another artist walks in the room and they have a conversation, they like get the shot for a little bit, but then they're like, yo, you don't need to shoot this just because like, I just want it to be personal. We don't need to have it on camera. Was that a situation in the, in the locker room? Or is there always media in the locker room as well? So the media is only allowed in the locker room post game. Okay. Um, after a win or loss, they're allowed in there for like a certain block, like 20 minutes after the game, after right. the coach gives a speech. But pregame or halftime, whatever, is just the team video photographer, which would be me. So no other media was allowed in there. Um, but to answer your question, like it would be – you feel it out. So, like, the la- last thing for me was I never want to be distracting. Right. Um, and I wanted guys to be in their moment, whether it's headphones on, in the locker room, some guys praying, you know, whatever they do, yeah. pregame. But I don't want to, like, be so much up in their face that, like, it's distracting them from, like, their pregame, you know, habit, ritual, whatever the case might be, where it would ever cause a problem saying, hey, Ty, like, I don't want like you that close. So I just avoided that. I figured, you know what? We'll just take the lens to them. So I'll just use a longer lens rather than something wide and up close. Right. Even I would do that sometimes too, but like, just stay away, be in my place. Super you know, fly I'm not, wall. exactly. I'm not playing the game. This isn't about me anyway. So like, I don't want to distract. And um, even though like the players would, they're college kids, so they never like tell me what to do. My boss would be the coaches um, and the director of football personnel, whatever. But like, um, where I could see like an artist who's kind of running the show where they would be like more vocal, but yeah, like a right. player, you know, 18, 20 years old, like I could go up in their face if I wanted to, to like film them. But like, I know they wouldn't like that. Most guys. Was it like that with like, did you go to the locker rooms with Cam? Yeah. So a few of them. So yeah. like in that, were you kind of a little bit more tiptoe trying to figure very, it out? Very, very tiptoe. Were you nervous too? Cause it's a like. A little bit. Yeah. Cause it was grown men in the NFL locker room. It's <laughs> like, y'all are really big dudes like i ain't trying to start a problem it's right. like you know being a new face because like these guys play football but they recognize like who's in the locker room yeah. so like they're familiar with you or not like they know your face they know you have a camera or whatever so like i was new so i was definitely like in the corner fly on the wall i wouldn't say in the corner i was active but like i was not you know in yeah. anyone's space other than cam because he would want me to be in there um at certain points um, but not all the time. Was he ever like co-signing you or making it aware to people that, or was it just, did he just assume it's obvious that you're his guy? I think he just assumed it was, it was obvious yeah. when I was in there, yeah. His photographer know. would go in there sometimes too, so it was like, everybody I think on the Carolina team knew that Cam had his iconic Saga Productions team, which was me and his photographer, and then a couple other guys would help from time to time. Right. Um, so they knew that, and he's the quarterback, he's the star player, so they just kind of you know, let it be. It's, it's more business, obviously, in the NFL than, than like college, where it's if I take the wrong step, like the head coach would get pissed. He's technically my boss, but like right. I'm working for Cam in the NFL rather than for the team. So right. it's like the team has their rules and stuff, but like, you know, Cam is Cam and sure. he's kind of the, the superstar of the team. So it's like a little bit more lenient, I guess, for him. Right. Because um, if he is the quarterback and who he is. Right. So, yeah. so the, his season ends, you did a couple games with him? How many? Oh, I would have done that whole season. The so whole I, season? Yeah, Damn. so it was every game. Wow. Home games in Carolina, row games, wherever they played. Yeah, everywhere. God. And that was Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. Racking up miles. Yeah. 
racking. I love that. My Delta Sky Miles is way up there right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Do you hit gold or whatever? I think so, yeah. <laughs> is it like, you know, so after that season gets done, you roll into um, next year with uh, Michigan. Michigan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do the whole that whole season again. So once the Michigan slash Cam season happened, which would have been not this year because he's hurt this year, but it was last year. So when that season ended, I did off season Michigan. Right. And then Cam ended up at the the very, I think it was two games left, Cam uh, had surgery. Okay. So like I filmed all of his games, but the last two, because he just sat out because he got surgery. So he's been out since then. Right. He hasn't played at all this year. So I haven't done much with him at all right. this year because he's, he's hurt right. um, until next season or this off season. But so I was like, all right, there's no Cam this year. Bummer, whatever sucks because he's hurt. He's out, unfortunately. But so I was strictly Michigan for off season. So that would have been like summer or excuse me, spring, summer, and the start of fall camp. Um, and that's when I broke off for freelance. Right. I decided, you know, I want to change my role again, my job. I mean, I'm doing what I've been doing with Michigan, the same thing, but like, I want to be my own boss. Mm. Um, I figure I can make more money. It was it was a tough decision, but like it was what I want to do. And now that I've been doing it for seven seven or eight months now, it's definitely the right decision. Yeah. And, you know, Michigan was awesome. Duke was awesome. Indiana, all these schools. And I'll continue to work with Cam as well as now as freelance rather than being with just Michigan. But, right. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you guys. So after that that first time with him, the season obviously the intention was you would probably come back the next year, just Exa- like as yep. a photographer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's crazy how you, it, it's interesting. Um, I had my friend Justin Boyd on here who is uh, Mac Miller's photographer okay. for forever, like full-time dude. And it's crazy. Uh, I don't think people pay attention to when you put all your eggs into one basket and like some, that basket breaks, you know what I mean? Uh, you're kind of scrambling. You don't yeah. know what to do. So mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy that like luckily you've had Michigan to rely on. Um, then he gets hurt and like the jobs are done. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. No more money, no more, you know what I mean? If you're yep. banking on that. Uh, luckily to have that school, but for him, it's like Mac Miller passes away. It's like, what, right. you know, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's all over the place. Like, where yeah. do I do? Who do I work with next? Um, did did that feel safe having Michigan there um, to to lean on? You know, coming out of the pro season that year, or whatever. Obviously, he gets hurt. That's obviously a safety net. Did you look at it that way ever, or was it just like I have this job and I don't know where this is gonna go? Let's just see. Yeah, it's a good question. It's um, so the Michigan was, you know, this is my salary position. I got to work hard because they're expecting X, Y, Z, and these requirements from me. So it was, I have to make sure if I'm doing cam or any other side work, which gratefully they allowed that. Yeah, um, I was nervous that they wouldn't allow that. But Sundays were the off day for college football teams because you play Saturday. The players get all beat up on Saturday during the game. So Sunday is like dead period, nothing. Right. So it worked out perfect with Cam's game, NFL being Sunday. So that's, sure. I got lucky there being able to do both, being Saturday and Sunday. But I guess I looked at it as like, Michigan's my full-time job. And like that's job priority number one, that no matter what I do with Cam or anything else, like my workload and priority is always Michigan because they're paying me a salary job. It's how I'm paying for my day-to-day living. You know, my apartment is, most of that's coming there. And Cam paid me pretty well too, but it wasn't like what Michigan was being full-time. Sure. So like that, my thought process was, I'm gonna work as hard as I can to get the Michigan stuff done, but not like speed it up where it's crappy work. Yeah, like yeah, obviously yeah. you want to keep it like your quality. Look, quality, exactly. And then, but also dive in to make some extra money and this great opportunity with Cam. So I guess that's how I looked at it. it sure. Was, you know, this is priority number one, no matter what you know I do with Cam. But that's priority number two is Cam's work. Yeah. So you leave, 
first are any of these schools like bummed when you're when you're like all right i'm out because you do like one season with them they're probably starting to love it and then you're like ah, i gotta like, go i gotta get a new guy yeah, yeah exactly yeah they are um and it, it was it's tough to leave each school right because it's yeah. like you build these connections with these players and the staff coaches whatever i mean you get to know the head coach a little bit but like you know being the video photo guy like they're worried about x's and o's so you don't really get too much of a bond with the head coach but like the player specifically those are the the worst like goodbyes i guess is those players are college kids and they're like you have made me look so cool on instagram for the last two to three years like why are you leaving yeah they're like especially like leaving duke and michigan indiana i was just doing graphics so that was new but like duke and michigan like i just remember those days when i had to like text or whatever dm the guys i was closest with saying hey man like i'm leaving i got this new opportunity and like their responses are like they make you like sad because they really really liked your work so much and like the bond and the friendship you have with these guys is like more than just like football it's like they saw what my work did for them yeah um and how appreciative they were um and it was like sad but it was also like felt good right like you know it's like it sucks i'm leaving y'all you know a better opportunity for me it's always never easy to say bye but like these guys really love my work and so we're like, no, stay here, stay here, yeah. like don't go, whatever. But they don't know, like I'm making thirty thousand right. more the next job. So it's like I got to do it. It's best for me. So it was like, you know, it's just one of those moments. No, of course. Yeah, I mean, you're their guy, yeah. so it's like, they get, and it's crazy <laughs> what that content can do for them. You know, yeah, what I mean? exactly. especially like with the the era of social media, it's like yep. they can micro use that. And even the younger guys, you know, college kids are even younger. There's social media, social media. I'm on social media all the time. I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. But like even the younger generations, like. It's crazy. Constant. Constant. It's crazy. Would you, during that time, I guess this is like my last question for the college era, were you making, you'd make like the, the overall highlight, but then are these these kids trying to hit you up to get specific things for just themselves? Or was that something, because I feel like that's the problem in this world is like, okay, I go a tour with an artist, I'm shooting for them. And then the homie's there and they're like, yo, did you get that shot of me on stage? And I was like, yeah, but I don't really don't have to go make a whole other th- you know i mean it becomes right. like that mm-hmm. was that ever an issue with you guys or did you did you guys find ways to like multi-purpose the, the content you were getting so that would it would come up quite often where like a player is like hey did you because they liked my photography or video work like hey did you get you know a photo or a video of me or whatever during that game um or practice whatever the case might be because sometimes i was switching off I mean, i'm shooting photo this day for practice video so i'm switching off but like they don't know what cameras what. Yeah, so they're like right. do you have a photo of me they never like ask for like video edits but like do you have the photo from like practice? Like, nah, I shot video today, blah, blah, blah. But um, I would get that request quite a bit because they want to post stuff. And I was the only one at practice every day or the game that they had access to or they knew or had a direct number to me and they liked my work. Right. But um, when I gave a couple guys photos, I remember my boss was like, hey, like if they ask, like say head coach said no, because like it was like adding more work to my plate, I guess. Yeah, a lot. And it was just a lot. And I didn't like it, but like I'm cool with the guys, whatever. You know, obviously you want to plug and help them up. But help them out, but it just got like cumbersome because there's so many dudes on a football right. team, and it's like one like uh, my job isn't to take like a job request from a player like hey get a photo of me today that w- that never happened yeah but like after the game they would just ask you right. know friendly like hey did you get a photo of me so I can post on my yeah. social media I'll tag you you know I love your work whatever um, but sometimes I would hook them up but more often than not it was. It was no. No, that's probably yeah. a good thing because yeah. it's like it's just too much to concentrate too much, on. It's too much, yeah. Like another role, like that should mm-hmm. be someone else's job. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like, wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Um, it's it's cool to think about where this is gonna go for these universities because the more you, you're telling the story, it's like man, you could really make an efficient team that could like multi-purpose this content, make multiple edits, and that's good for everyone because these little 
you know, yeah. college kids are posting on there, whatever, and that's boosting everything for the college. You know everything. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. Um, so you leave. Uh, you move to here? Moved to LA. I have been here for not even two weeks. One week. Oh, yeah. shit. So that's just like got a house. Just, just got a house today. Wow. Yeah. Congrats, man. And Thank you came you. over here? Yeah. Yep. Came over <laughs> here. Move some stuff. I've go been ahead here two weeks. Ikea. I'm already on black with no cane. That's Let's right. Go. There we go. That's crazy, <laughs> man. Yeah. Where, where'd you uh, get a spot at? So it's in uh, Wood Hills, Canoga Park area. So okay. it's, it's right north of Calabasas. Right. It's kinda, Hills. Yeah. It's kind of out a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which I've heard. I'm not super. I've been to LA a good amount of times, but sure. like, I've never lived here, obviously. But like it's an hour from downtown, which I heard that's not like the move really anyway. West Hollywood's a yeah, good yeah. spot, Sunset, whatever. Um, it's like 45, 40 minutes from here, so it's like it's awake, it's a little cheaper. Yeah. LA rents yeah, yeah. crazy. No, so is. coming from like right outside Detroit, like rents like half yeah, out here. I believe it. Yeah, and the place in Detroit was super nice, half the rent. But this uh, place is really cool, so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Are you living by yourself? Me and my girlfriend. Oh, dope. Yeah, nice. She moved so she moved, damn, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Well, was she involved in anything with the sports? Nope. So no. she uh, she works like radiology tech. So at a hospital, she worked at University of Michigan sure. Hospital, but she'll get a hospital job. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's a big big leap. Big leap. Yeah. So what was the thought process like? You know, you you shit. Sorry, my fucking mic wasn't on. Um, when you're thinking I'm gonna leave Michigan, when did you when did you officially stop working with them? You know, you moved here two weeks ago, but how long have you been not working with? So I branched off from Michigan, I think, in June 2019. So that would have been what seven eight. I'm not good at math, seven, eight yeah, sure. months ago, whatever it is. Um, so that's when I would have branched off doing, starting the own LLC. But I was still like in Ann Arbor, which is 20, 30 minutes outside of Detroit, where you have been. Yeah, I've been there. You've been yeah. in Great yeah. College Town. Yeah. I love it. There's a pizza spot there we used to hit up. Damn, I can't remember what it's called. Fire Pizza. Great food there. Yeah. I think it's like one of the top 10 like food, university, yeah. cities ever. But anyway, sure. it's great. I, right. miss, I miss Ann Arbor, but definitely going to like the weather here. Oh, yeah, um, man. Yeah, but this isn't even good. This yeah, is right. like the cold. Yeah, this uh, is the cold. Yeah. yeah, but I think like the reason was like, all right. So I've, I lived in Ann Arbor because I was working at University of Michigan, which makes sense. And then now that I'm doing freelance, like I had not heard or done much like local work. I guess like I've done like some one-offs with like some smaller brands, right? Like in Detroit, um, that were great and some 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 good like side hustle, side money. Um, but like I wanted to expand and be like full run and go. So I was like. It's either New York or L.A. Right. And we had thought, and it was L.A. from, like, the beginning. We liked to hear New York just, you know, it'd be kind of similar to Detroit, but, like, we wanted a good weather, be on the West Coast, something different, and then just more, hopefully more local work, but I'm obviously going to be traveling for work as well. But, but yeah, we just said, let's do it. So it took, like, you know, I freelanced for seven or eight months. Chair is going down here. (laughs) Damn, you have my chair. I I don't know what I did to that chair. It just slowly starts, like, falling It just randomly (laughs) just went down. I was like, am I doing that? Yeah, I think I got to get a new one. Damn, my (laughs) bad. Oh, good. There we go. Um, But, yeah, we're, like, five, six months into, and we're like, let's do it. So what what kind of freelance work were you doing? Do You were purposely trying – I mean, it's hard to do freelance work and not create a long-term client, right? Like, especially local because you're like, yeah, I'm leaving. But Mm -hmm. what were you doing? So there's only a few like local ones like pub work. So like I've always been like big salary from a school cam. So I like I did like pebble pedal pubs or whatever. Like nothing crazy in like Detroit. bars. Yeah, like okay. a bar pedal pub. Like that was the only Detroit place I would ever do, and it wasn't very much. So like when I started freelancing, all my work was travel. 
Mm. So it was always like, you know, Slam, uh, Adidas work, whether it's University of Washington, like they would fly me out to Seattle. So it was like all travel work. Yeah. And there was just no local work that like I knew of or wanted in Detroit, even though I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah. But I was always like university driven for my full-time job. So I was like not even plugged into the freelance game of like the city. Wow. Never had a reason to until then. But all my freelance work was travel. How were you booking those clients? Like to get Seattle to fly you out? Like how were you, how did they know about you? So social media, yeah, mm-hmm. same thing as um, just knowing people through Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Um, and then once they got wind that I was freelancing, I was talking to them like email or DM or text, whatever. And they wanted to hire me for shoots, whether it was Adidas football or Adidas basketball, slam, uh, basketball, Mars Reel, uninterrupted, which is what I'm shooting for yeah. now. Um, NFL uh, films they hired me it was just all like word of mouth you know Ty's freelancing now me reaching out to these guys saying hey I'm freelancing now like I'm trying to get work right and it was I hit the ground running pretty good starting when I freelance but it was all like I mentioned like traveling so that was one of the reasons why let's go to LA try to get like some day rate day jobs or I could be local just a shooter um, where I'm not flying like every week right which is what I did for the last seven seven or eight months it was flying for every job wherever it was around yeah, the country. Yeah, it's a lot. You got to haul your gear around yep. and, and mm-hmm. make sure you're on time and all that stuff. Is it, was it, uh, like, what would be some of the objectives these these clients were giving you? Like Adidas, for instance, like what, what would a job be like for that? That they'd be like, okay, come here and just do what you do? Or was it a specific, like, campaign and, and straight creative? So the Adidas ones were straight, like, campaign, and they would have, like, an outline of what they wanted. Um, so they have a lot of... Their brand is with a bunch of schools, for instance, for football, basketball, all the sports. But this one was University of Washington. They had switched from, I believe, Nike to Adidas. So they just started a new contract. They signed off and signed this new big contract with Adidas. So they wanted to promote U of uh, Washington Huskies in Seattle there new adidas uniforms because they just switched off and they got to get all new branding and now adidas they're new um is going to be making their stuff so they had me go out and photograph and film like the new uniform for like a reveal photos and video um and like the player reactions when they say when they see like oh the new adidas uniforms like the unveil whatever so i had to go all capture that it was more like Ty, do your thing. We've seen your work. It's really good. That's why we want to hire you. But, you know, we want to make sure we capture A, B, C, D. Exactly. So it was like there was little direction, but it was a lot of like, do your thing. We trust you. We've seen your uniform reveals for Michigan or whatever teams I've worked for, which I would do as well. But it was it was cool. Damn, that's nuts. So, yeah, yeah, so it's a lot of traveling. But a lot of traveling. Now coming out here uh and obviously we talked at the beginning you guys doing the stuff with brownie and the the, the, mm-hmm. the whole school um and un- uninterrupted that was that kind of like all right when i get out here i'll probably continue to do that for the rest of the season and that's my job till then like that's one of my main jobs that i'm relying on getting out to la and getting started i think like this uninterrupted brownie james lebron's company job like it kick-started my move to la quicker mm. um whereas i probably would have waited a few more months or until after the season but when I got this job, like the first half of the season was away games for them. So I was still living near Detroit and Ann Arbor. And um, so I was flying to these games for uninterrupted, but from Michigan. Right. Whereas their second half of their basketball season, which just started recently, was all like LA games, whether it's at home, uh, up in Chatsworth, or anywhere around LA, these teams that they're playing. So I was like, this would be the perfect time to like move here. I want to move here anyway. Yeah. Um, so just the perfect time is like right before 
their home games it makes it easier for me as far as like traveling and we're gonna do it anyway so let's just do it now right. so that was kind of like what kick-started the the move i believe and what a cool like i mean obviously it's like it's lebron james kid in the school i'm sure is there other athletes kids going to the school right now or is he like kind of the main Dwayne wade's kid oh right um zaire wade um so like they got some yeah <laughs> crazy so you're capturing i mean this is a t- time in history it's yeah. cool that they're doing this and capture so how when you guys are at each game it's like you and darren are running gun shooting mm-hmm. and then there's another camera crew that's also documenting as well correct so like we're all under the uninterrupted umbrella um so it'd be me and darren working together for the social media part of the the uninterrupted slash sierra canyon boys basketball schedule right and then uninterrupted also has i think three or four other guys um that are doing more of the filming that's they're saving it for the tv or the show whatever right, it's gonna right, air right. wherever the docs gonna air, um, right. air later on i think our eight to ten series whatever it is sure so ours is like quick form social media like showing the ba- basketball team Bronny, zaire wade all these good players um and the high school team immediately for social media while they're capturing for the long run mm. so it's kind of like two teams working together right. that makes sense yeah and they'll also our, they'll use our footage for the docu-series whenever it comes out as well i saw you post an instagram uh i don't know when it was recently that said you got a new camera mm-hmm. you got the red yeah. gemini in november man it's it's awesome yeah. is it yeah had you ever shot on a red before that nope it's uh when uh went out on a limb on that one just did some reviews and i liked it uh i like the look of it so yeah. I, I follow a lot of people who have a red and i like the color science and the look of it i love canon but like i wanted a video camera and i was like speaking with a bunch of people even like people who produce and direct out here and they're like gemini 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 like it's 5k it's great 4k 5k whatever you want to shoot lightweight light super lightweight and like the low light is crazy on it and like i was thinking like cameras i could get that were in a not crazy 40 50 60 thousand but like something nice now that i'm running a company and especially coming out here like i got to make sure my gear is is up to par and like you can do good work with lesser gear I, I'm, I'm a big believer in that but like you know i know for a fact out here some people are like oh you have a red i'll hire you that's just kind of a culture in the way it is sometimes even though give me a small a a9 or whatever i'll make something cool right. and i know a lot of people can as capable as well but like i had to up the camera package to use in my pricing and rates sure and i thought it was a good time to do that now that i'm freelancing full-time but um, I just wanted like the 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 new video camera, something that'd be better than just a Canon 1DX, which is great. Right. But um, yeah, it was it's super lightweight. Um, the low light, it's crazy, and it's it's been good so far. How has the transition been with dealing with the media of it? Because I mean, obviously you're stacking up red footage now. Crazy, the file yeah. sizes are way Huge. bigger. You're gonna need way more hard drives, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but even just the functionality of editing it, like how 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 is that transition? You know, I was you? a little worried at first because I heard like it slow down your computer quite a bit, which it does because the files are way bigger. But I have not had no problems editing with it. Yeah. Um, and I have the newest Mac laptop sure um i don't have the tower machine yet yeah yeah but hopefully get that it'll be even faster stronger but i haven't had any problems with it yeah. you know i just throw it on one quarter 116 you right. know playback and it's, it's been pretty smooth for me that's awesome um, so the editing has been just as smooth yeah it is interesting that that fact of like just having the gear and i've seen it a million times like when we when you come down and you have your budget and you have to hire out a crew you get a dp or whatever it is yeah if someone has a camera and someone doesn't, it's like, okay, well, I could get them for that rate plus their camera rate, which may ultimately be a little bit more affordable than getting this DP and then having to go rent all the gear. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? It ends mm-hmm. up becoming something that sometimes it's unfair to watch it happen because you see really good DPs who just don't have, it's like, well, 
this job may want to use a red, this job may want to use an RA, this job may want to use a GoPro. Like I, I can't have all the cameras, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you see a lot of people not get booked for that, which is, it's kind of a bummer sometimes, but I'm, sh- I mean, if you can afford to do it mm-hmm. and throw down on it, of course, why not? And obviously the content. So I'm assuming everything you guys have been shooting, um, for uninterrupted has been on the red. On my red. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, he uses his Sony, mm. um, I think it's a seven or a nine, I think a seven, yeah. um, which it matches actually color signs. I've, I've, tweaked a few things in the yeah. editing but i try to make it match as best as possible which is crazy i mean you can tell the difference but i get the colors right and exposure yeah. and it looks pretty similar honestly I know. it's like these little cameras like i love the red gemini but like you some of these smaller dslr compact cameras are really good they're crazy crazy it's like you don't need the 2030 sometimes like but i like having it yeah i just like like the frame rates you can choose you know the resolution's crazy yeah. the color science like the what I'm trying to do with like feature documentaries or like maybe commercials or something like they're gonna want that camera, like you mentioned instead of like always wanting to rent out gear. I figured, you know, I've done a pretty good job saving up my money and working hard and right. doing the double job of Michigan and Cam. I've saved up that like it was time to invest in it, and you know that's kind of when I just pulled that plug on that red Gemini. But yeah. I've loved it ever since. No, it's it's yeah. it's super crazy how these the small cameras can compete yeah. and. Uh, even drones like crazy i remember flying drones out here when i first moved out and that we'd put in like chris brown music videos and they were shooting all 6k at the time and i'm like oh my god it's gonna look terrible and then i watched i'm like damn it looks pretty fire <laughs> and then uh even we did a doc we did this doc on my uh, mary j blige and our dp main camera operator was shooting on a red scarlet i think and i had a 5d mark three at the time and they didn't have another budget for more cameras so i just shot on that and it was funny because like one thing about the red it's like yo if you have to swap a battery and the fans kick in and if it's not really ideal for docs i've always right. been a champion of being like i don't really think that's the doc camera it's good for moments you know what i mean if you specifically know what you're going out but if you're just trying to run and gun for 12 hours and just like let it sit there and run there'd be times where his camera would just ring the fan yeah, turns yeah. on or he's got to swap a battery the camera takes five minutes to reboot and all this stuff and i would just shoot and there's a lot of 5d footage that sometimes i'd be watching and i'm like that's my angle but it's crazy because you can't really tell the difference which right. is nuts. no that's right for a mark 5d mark three that yeah. camera sold at the time it's pretty remarkable but anyway yeah the power power of it is dope so you, you have that's your primary camera or did you get rid of everything else so i still have the 1dx but i you know i shoot maybe like vlog myself with that but like i don't use it for video work just yeah. strictly photo photos um so the 1dx is straight strictly photo and then the gemini's nice. been all video since cool. that's yeah. dope that's a dope little squad of gear yeah. um so then so now what's your plan like uh moving forward like how do you how do you see yourself kind of crushing out here in LA moving after this that's the goal is coming out here and doing you know as much work as possible hopefully getting like more local stuff yeah Um, but I think like again I've been mainly sports at this point I think I don't want to like branch away from that but I want to expand my work whether it's uh, fashion work commercial work whatever the case might be documentary stuff like you know, shoot, I think Justin Bieber just came out with like a documentary. Yeah, I would like today. Love, I would it was today. Yeah, just dropped today. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch. I would like love to like be a, like a camera op on like something like that. So like that's something that I could see myself getting that opportunity out here. Hopefully, knock on wood. But like compared to like being it in Ann Arbor or Detroit, yeah. that doesn't happen as much. Right there. Um, whereas out here, it's kind of crazy out here and notorious yeah, yeah, yeah. for that type of work and Not that stop. line. But uh, continuing to work like branded content with like Adidas and all these other uh, sports, Nike, whatever the case might be. But, you know, I don't want to be just Ty as a sports guy. Like I'm hoping to expand out here in L.A. to like whatever the case sure. might be. Sure. No, yeah. I mean, this is the place to do it. Yeah. It's yeah. like everything is here. Everywhere. Everyone wants content. I've been driving. So I've been here two weeks and, you know, I'm seeing like a different studio or like a film production. Like 
And you don't see that back in Detroit. Yeah. Like buildings just different that I've never heard of, right? right. So it's like, I think there's like universal pictures or whatever's out here, but like- Everything. Everything, but like studios and all this stuff is like, this is obviously where it is. We're right. trying to do that coming out here. Um, and being out Woodland Hills area you're at, I mean, that's like pretty close to where the Kobe, the, where the helicopter went down. Yeah, we were like 10, 15 miles away. Man, bro, yeah. that's that's just nuts. I, I wanted to slide down to downtown yesterday just to see it. I'm, and I hate, I have to like go to Miami for the some pre-stuff that we're shooting at the Super Bowl. And I have a feeling that whatever they choose to do with this like funeral, you know what I mean? Or however they do it. I mean, Nipsey, I was here when Nipsey passed and the whole city went bananas you know what i mean and and those two being the goats from out, yeah, like being able legends. to turn it up yeah. it's like i can't even imagine what it's like to be you know around that at this time but man what a wild time to be out here and mm-hmm. i mean it's sad <laughs> yesterday was sad, sad. bro. yeah we, we Still I, can't believe it i know i was like just blown away and, yeah. I, and it sucks too because there's not enough facts out there you know what i mean like you still don't know what happened or why it wasn't like super foggy you mm-hmm. know what i mean but man crazy um i have uh i always i let our patreon community ask questions so i wanted to like make sure they got a chance to ask you questions before i wrap this up but um it's been dope what a wild ride man it's crazy it's been crazy and hopefully the craziness slows down a little bit but yeah you keep it reiterating like if any clients are listening to this i would like to do some (laughs) local la work right around here (laughs) yeah then 30 mile 30 mile range damn did you guys drive out here we did. You yeah. have a car? It took nice. like three days. I got a Wrangler. It was a little bumpy, a little loud on the way with yeah. the Wrangler, but like we made it. You drove out with a Wrangler. Oh Wrangler. Yeah. God. Denver was crazy. Yeah. Crazy, like just beautiful. Uh-huh. And then um, Utah like was crazy as well. Was but it snowing when you? Were- it was. It snowed for like thirty minutes. I thought we'd get like some crazy weather, but yeah. no rain. Right. And then snow for like thirty minutes, and that was it. And Utah. Man. Yeah, that drive. Uh, we did it too, and it's it's awesome. Yeah. But- can't do it. I mean, I've had friends that drive do it several times. Yes. I'm like, you're yeah. nuts. It's like, like 38 hours for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, I'm flying until I need to move <laughs> that car home or something. Like, forget that. Uh, all right, cool. So um, let's see here. I have it. Where is it? I'm in the wrong one. All right, so Q and A. So um, Josh Adams. He says, "Have you ever? I thought this was great. Have you ever been able to? Um, have you ever been hired to shoot both photo and video for the same event? And if so, do you have any tips on how to be most effective juggling the two? Cause it is, you know, tough to like decide when the moment's going to happen and if it should be a video document or not. Um, and I thought it was interesting earlier how you were talking about mm-hmm. some practices you did just shoot video, some were just photos. How do you go about kind of it's a great, balancing that? Great question. Cause it's, it's not easy and there's probably more than one right way to do it, but being working for a team i think i learned especially when i was doing the video and photo is you need to learn how to balance it being a solo one-man band yeah. but um i think it's easier when you have like one camera like a dslr like if i'm using the dslr and then the cinema camera it's hard to juggle both it just takes time but right. like with the dslr um you know you you know what you're shooting you have a plan before i think it's, you plan as much as you can before yeah. like you know i only need these images or these photos during this practice or whatever the case might be or this concert live show whatever it is and then get the video as well but like have a pre-plan of when those moments occur and the more organized you can be uh, i don't know if that like really answers it but yeah it's just i think hands-on experience with it is how i learned the most and i guess it's it's never easy to say okay i'm just going to shoot video or photo this time but you just have that feel i guess that gut instinct right. of when especially with the dslr you just switch the the button from photo to video yeah. and you, you change a few settings if you want but um i think it's just balancing out and being prepared for those moments saying all right i snapped off a couple good photos i'm gonna switch it to video because it's a good moment and i know i got what i needed in photo and it's get the steals i needed but let's shoot video 
now and then kind of just switch back and forth. Yeah. But I think when I'm with the DSLR, I always, you know, it was easier because you could just switch of it. Of course. But when you're doing both, like a red and then, you know, it just takes time to like switch all the lenses and all that stuff, especially if you don't have a ton of lenses. Right. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, you got to pick and choose your battles. You, you got to pick, uh, and you're going to lose some. You're yeah. going to lose some battles for sure. But like, if you are on the job to do both, it's like, hopefully you can figure out how you want to do it. But. Um, let's see. Matthew Wolf said, uh, I wanted to throw some love to the Facebook group. Um, biggest tip for someone who wants to photograph for big brands like Nike and Adidas? It's a good question. I think if you have one of the big, I can't remember who said this is a great advice I saw one time. If you have a create a portfolio of work that looks like paid good work, I think paid work will come I soon after. Um, I cannot remember where I saw that. It was like two years ago and I loved it. It stuck with me forever. So no, I mean, the reason I mentioned that is if you're not working for Adidas, Nike, or whatever brand you aspire to shoot for at the moment, create a portfolio, Instagram, website, whatever, of work that would be on par with what is on their page. Mm-hmm. So which would be their work on their page is paid work from right. people they're hiring. So if your work can be on par with that, even though it doesn't have a check mark on it, like a Nike check or swoosh, whatever, like it can be anything, whatever you're shooting, maybe it's something that's more low budget or whatever, you know, high school, college, anything that's local, but make it look like that and creative and, and good visually, then I think paid work will come soon after. Absolutely. Yep. That spec work too. It's like yeah, just exactly. going out and trying yep. to, you can buy Send a pair in your of Nikes. Por- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe you got a new pair of Jordans or whatever, and you want to take some good photos of that or yeah. video or whatever, and you got this crazy idea that'd be cool, you know, make that, and then you can use it as a spec video or whatever and send in to, like, Nike or whoever the case might be. Right, absolutely. I love that. Um, let's see, last question um, from Shane Humphrey. said, what approach do you take to pitch your ideas? Is personal success enough, or does it even matter? Also, how do you ensure uh, you retain clients? So I guess I'm more so what, let's go off the pitch thing. How do you go about pitching? If you're coming into them and they're – um, wanting you to bring some sort of creative to the to the you know project, how would you go about pitching a project or pitching your ideas? So usually when they give when they have a shoot, whatever the case might be, maybe it's a tennis shoe or a uniform reveal or whatever, um, they'll give me the info that they need for the shoot, and then I'll usually create like a mood board, storyboard, something of my ideas, pit, getting like images from like something different that I liked, like a mood board, put it together for them. Like this would be cool to capture this this way this style, this aesthetic, whatever, and then I would pitch that to the person who's hiring me. Or we just kind of go back and forth, whether it's through text or email, right. um, and how we want to tackle that particular shoot, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do, you use a lot, do you make a lot of pitch decks, or do you just kind of do it? As I like haven't made board? a ton, but I do have have made some, but I have not done a ton, no. Yeah, okay, no. cool. Damn, that's it's it's crazy just to think of like how this all came from, Yeah, uh, you know, not making it in baseball. And yeah, then how that yeah. switch happened for you so quickly and just to hear the damn, it's nuts, man. But you hit the ground running. Yeah. Shout out to you for that. It, it is it is something to commend for, for being willing to like throw in the effort, be willing to open yourself up to learning, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and then to see that all kind of make sense in the end. It's like you're you're in the spot you want to be right now, better than ever, and you have the most control to be whatever kind of creative you want, especially out in a new city. Exactly. Yep. That's dope, man. Yep. Well we appreciate you coming on the podcast. This Absolutely. has been sick. Great dude. to have you. Uh is there anything else I'm missing? <laughs> Should be it, yeah. I'm gonna throw links yeah. to all this stuff, follow cool. you and everything in, in there. But uh man, that was dope. Oh, um, that's awesome. Uh so before you leave, I always tell I I, I start this thing where um you get to like create this hashtag, right? So I'm gonna tell everyone to go to the 
some people listen to this on audio, but go to the YouTube version of this. We have it on YouTube and leave a comment and they're going to put this hashtag. And then I also want them to put a takeaway that they got from this interview. Right. So you got to pick the hashtag. It can be whatever you want. Okay. But that way we both know if we're ever on YouTube, we see this comment on there. We know that people actually listen to the whole thing and then they're going to share their takeaway. So okay. what, do you, what do you want it to be? And it can be any hashtag. Any hashtag you want. We can go with my uh, hashtag I use, or I guess my own brand, Ties Eyes. Hashtag Ties tie, Eyes? Ties Eyes, yeah. That's hard. I yeah. like that. Yep. Ties Eyes, yeah. Ties Eyes. All right, cool. Drop that in there. Let us know what you think of the interview and, and your takeaways. I would love that. Um, yeah, man, this is dope. Appreciate yeah, it. Glad and to shout be. out to Will, too, for pulling up last minute and, yes, and helping us shoot this. It's <laughs> been dope. But All right, cool. That's it. All right, we're going to add this in because we just got off, and then I looked at my notes and had the top thing, obviously. It's your Instagram. It's in your Instagram bio, bro. It says two times <laughs> Emmy winner. Yes, sir. How, what, how, dog? I So I got nominated for uh, an Emmy last, well, the project I work on, a documentary, but we lost um, to Carpool Karaoke by James Corden, whatever his name is. Felt good to be nominated, but you won. So what were, what, what were the categories and, and what happened? So one, my first Emmy in 2018, it was a best sports feature uh, Emmy award there in Michigan chapter. So it was um, our video called Colors by, it was the season opening video for University of Michigan football team. Um, the, and that was like literally like to hype all the fans up and to send out to recruits. It was like the off season workouts, like the story, uh, history of Michigan football, like the season opener that goes out like the night before the first game. It's notorious yeah. in the sports world that every team like videographer makes one of these. And basically it's just a rich tradition of the school. University of Michigan's been, they've won so many national championships, Big Ten championships, like tying the old in with the new. And that was my vision for that video. Um, and it's on my YouTube page and Vimeo, you can check that out. Um, but yeah, it was a couple years ago. Um, made that won that for the best sports uh, segment feature right. i guess um that year and then 2019 um the university of michigan and jim harbaugh the head coach was notorious taking the uh football team on a um out of the country out of the country trip every year um so we went to rome one year and then the year after that we went to paris um and so i was the team video guy and i would document the trip craziest like seven eight nine however many days it was just filming everything the only guy doing it yeah um made a sweet little recap video it was like three or four minutes um of what the university of michigan football team 80 90 100 guys in paris what they did for a week all these events we went to um and how fun it was um and made that to like recap the the one or two weeks we were there um and won an emmy for that is like best uh photography work inside of that video wow. so it was, it was cool that's yeah. insane so yeah. would you submit those how, how did those get brought into yeah that. so each year there would be like a you could submit it for wherever you're based out of where you're living so this was like everybody in the state of michigan um the michigan chapter emmy awards and then you would submit it once a year there's like a certain date um and then it would go to like a committee um that would vote and then it would just get, eat, people would get weeded out and then it would go to another committee Man. and then it'd make the final ones and then you would go to the event which is once a year um held there in, in michigan and they would have like a big like award show for it it was really like professional it was really fun and you know this is my first time that was ever at one this is the first time i've ever entered and my uh group like it was me and four others for um the best sports feature state of michigan whether it's colleges news stations whatever the case might have been um tv commercials whatever was being filmed in the state of michigan that wanted to enter the this sports segment or whatnot but Mine was the first category when we got there, and my name was called right away. And I was like, 
just got here and I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Like, you had to walk up to the stage and make like a speech or whatever. Really? Yeah, it was it was cool. Like, you have did, anything written? I did not. Like, I, I just went off the top of my head. Hopefully, it sounded pretty good. I don't know. I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm up here the first That's one, first time I've ever been here. Crazy. It was crazy and it was cool and it was like, you know, it it, it was also inspired myself and yeah, hopefully inspired others, but inspired me saying, wow, like this is like I knew people like liked my work, but like to get like some award for it, no matter how big or small it is, it was like cool and you gotta take home a little gold trophy and it was it was neat my god man that's yeah. amazing congrats bro that's thank you that's sick i just want to make sure we got that in the podcast because then yeah. we got it documented that's sick all right more to come yes sir <laughs> all right Woo. that's it for episode 156 huge shout out to ty for coming on the podcast we really appreciate that links to follow him will be in the description below make sure you get them on your instagram feed right now um thank you to everyone that listened all the way through we would love it if you dropped um, one of your biggest lessons or takeaways in the comment section on our youtube channel for this video we really want to know what you guys take away from these episodes so let us know in the comments and if you want a chance to ask any of our future guests a question during the q a experience um you can do that by going to jointhehomies.com and submitting your questions Follow us on Instagram at Black Window Cream to catch up on highlights um, that we, you know, we we post those every single week so you can kind of get a head start on uh, what you're going to listen to on each episode. And that's it for today, folks. Enjoy the work week and keep creating. I'm going to Hawaii tomorrow. Bye.